What is up, contestants of the Tournament of Iron Fist? This is uh, your King Omar. And this is uh, Fury David. And this is Raven Josh. And this is the Anime Squad Podcast, 100, episode 103. Woo! Yay! And like always, and never forget, guys, I need you to hit that hit that like button to, to hit your 10-hit combo. Ah, activate your rage drive if, so you could. Today, we're missing... Uh, Ravi as well, so he'll 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 be here next week for sure. Yes, hopefully he'll be here next week. But it's sad that he's not here, but he does still have a couple of reviews. Reviews, so you'll still hear from him about a couple of shows. But with that being said, let's just jump into it. Starting off with the Cuphead Show, episode nine and ten. And starting off with episode nine, I didn't think we were getting a continuation. That was a, a shock to me from last week with the whole invisible sweater uh, gag with the uh, with uh, Cuphead. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to uh, get that bag. I'm like, oh, that that we're just gonna continue without the sweater, and, you know? Yeah, but they actually did, and it was pretty pretty funny. It really it, was. It was, <laughs> it was a good episode. Yeah, freaking. You know, I knew sooner or later Cuphead was just not gonna wear that thing all for the rest of his life. So <laughs> he's kind of uh, dumb, oh. uh, and he just like he was just like, yeah, I took it off. <laughs> he's no fear at all. He's dumb, and the devil's dumb. <laughs> yeah, they're both like really stupid. And then, um, yeah, so it's like a perfect dynamic duo between the two of them. As you can see, when you when they were sitting in line, he was just telling jokes, and the devil was laughing at them. Yeah, they, they were enjoying each other. At first, they weren't. You yeah. know, the devil was like, nah, you, your jokes are funny. <laughs> but he's laughing at the end. Yeah, he's enjoying his jokes. Hey, man, when you're in line, you, you, need, you need good company. To, yeah, good company with the devil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And my favorite part, I think, is the the whole fence scene, where like he he throws a tantrum and he's like, "Look what you did, devil! Like, wow, like, you messed up the fence. Now we gotta paint it. <laughs> Why don't you paint it, devil?" <laughs> and he's and they tricked like, him. Yeah, they tricked him. They made him a they made a deal with the devil again. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, if you paint our fence, I'll give you my soul. And he's like, I'm down. <laughs> no, he, he'll yeah, take off the sweater. <laughs> And like just that whole segment where like the devil at first didn't look like didn't look like he knows what he was doing like he was just picking the fence and he was like oh, I'll show you how to paint I'll show you and he's he's like turning into like Phantasme and like from Mickey Mouse and stuff <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool I really liked it I really liked the Brushes whole just were dancing at this point I really liked that sequence a lot <laughs> he's making his masterpiece his magnum opus <laughs> and uh, hey man. You know, gotta give credit to uh, Mugman. He tried his best to protect him. He still protect him in the end. <laughs> Mugman's crazy, man. He's the he's the best character of the show. <laughs> no, the most craziest part was when he put the sweater on on the devil. I know. Yeah, <laughs> the devil's just dying. And the fact that he was able to find it because it's an invisible sweater. And you're like, how are you gonna find that? The cup had it. He was just grabbing everywhere. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, dang. Good job on you, Mugman. 
Um, I love, I, I will say again, I love how they gave these characters like personalities that weren't evident in the actual game. Like they just made up personalities for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so it's really, it's interesting. It's so fun to see in, in the show, most definitely. And hey, you guys want to try out that ride that rips your clothes off? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like fun, man. Sure. sure. I would take a girl to that. <laughs> we have a really fun time. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, episode nine. I didn't expect a continuation, but hey, we got one and it was paid off. Paid off in the end. Still didn't get the soul. Poor devil. <laughs> what do you mean, poor devil? He's yeah. the devil. Yeah, he, he always fails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, hey, man, it just wasn't his day. Anyway, we then we move on to episode 10. Speaking of Mugman, Mugman. Danger, living dangerously. <laughs> Dangerous mug man. Uh. <laughs> yeah, because a legend. Heck yeah, bro. All because of those, those glasses, man. Those goggles. Those goggles are, are uh, made him a hero. Heck yeah. Y'all have Dangerous Dirk's goggles. <laughs> Y'all ever had that? Like, kind of like when you put on a cape and you feel like a superhero? When I was a kid, yeah. Yeah, that's what it felt like. <laughs> and of course he did too Until the moment he realized He didn't have the, glass, uh, the goggles no more He didn't know until yeah. like later on You know what he actually, he actually Usually a trope would be like Them freaking out right after they didn't realize yeah. that but, but he actually was just like You know what I have confidence now <laughs> Yeah I was like I didn't have them this whole time and I did it I still did it so why change it yeah. <laughs> It was cool You know this whole this whole journey that Pork grind made them go and it wasn't even for that no because all because cuphead and mugman can't flip a card <laughs> so, to see that it's just the laundry service but they actually went to the mountain itself <laughs> and at the end of course uh, it was a little cameo for from the one of the bosses ah uh, the most infamous boss in that game the, the three-headed dragon the green one. Oh, if you, if you guys play the game you guys know that that level itself is just agonizing to play. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard because, you know, you have to jump on the clouds and they disappear. And you're like, oh. <laughs> so it was really cool to see see that dragon. I, I was hoping to see him because, you know, a lot of, like, the famous levels, you know, I have been res- rep- represented so far. So that was really cool. Really awesome. I wonder, like, now that we only have two episodes left, uh, who, who will still get represented? Like boss wise, because I know we still get Chalice, maybe, right? Um, let me see. What are we missing? I think we're missing a couple people. Yeah, like one, like one in particular comes to my mind. It's like the the mermaid girl. Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm like. I'm pretty sure they're represented as well in the show. But yeah, but yeah, uh, that was episode ten. Uh, we got more pork rind, which was lovely to see. Yeah, it was a it's a sweet and short episode. He's he's such a he hates those damn cups. <laughs> uh, for real, <laughs> I love his fantasy where he's like he just he's smashes, like, he's smashes like murdering them. <laughs> I was like, oh damn! <laughs> Pretty much murdered them. Yeah, but you know, it's just a dream. It was just a dream. It was a happy dream, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, he would totally never do that, right? Never, of course not. <laughs> and I love like how he. 
he just doesn't want to annoy them, get annoyed anymore. He's like, here, have the machine, go home. Yeah, just take it. <laughs> so that was cool. But but yeah, that was episode ten. We only have two more episodes, which we'll probably wrap up next week. We have the Legend of Vox Machina episode ten and eleven. Starting off episode 10. Freaking Percival, man. He's losing it. He, uh, we know he's losing it, but we now we've seen it. The, his 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 inner demon thingy yes, is evolving even more. Evil aura. Like it, no, they even see it now. No, yeah, like uh, at first it was just a surprise when he showed it off. Yeah, the eyes. They they only saw the eyes thing, but now that the 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 smoke itself is appearing more, it's gotten worse on him. No, yeah, yeah. It's, take, it's taking over him. He's getting more aggressive too. Exactly until like, you know, it's. It, I'm surprised that now that he's fighting it, like he still can like withhold it. So that was cool to see, and uh, yeah, freaking uh, Ridley. That handless engineer. What y'all think about her? Um, I don't know what to think about her. She's she, she's sus. Very. He, he Very sh- sus. He should have just blasted her. <laughs> he just blasted her. But like, she did help them, and she didn't know what was going on, and she was um obviously hurt by. The Briarwood, so it's because yeah. she doesn't have her hand anymore. So <laughs> something happened there that broke off the the good uh, good relations between them. Yeah, and just like seeing that whole flashback with uh, with her and the you know, Percival family. Yeah, but at the same Watch time, it. at the same time, seeing that too that that's that scene, the torture scene, mm. it you you get where Percival is at too. Heck like, dear, man. I wouldn't trust her after yeah. all that torture he got. I was like gruesome, bro. Like, yeah, you through through the trash, man. Jesus, just reminded me of a horror film with the the guy with the hook. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think the biggest thing that I th- when watching the show that I realized is like, Percival when when I first saw him, I was just like, he's just a normal guy, and all these crazy people. He's not. He's <laughs> messed up, man. Very messed up. He's the one that needs the most help, if anything. Yeah. Where Pike Pike yeah. tells him is like, hey, you need to, you need to go to the church. <laughs> He's like, this is a dumb thing to say. Like it's really stupid. We're yeah, here we, now. Why would I go to a church? Yeah, like, we don't have time right now. I'm trying to get vengeance, girl. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, the whole uh, Asterim scene. I was like, oh crap. And, and that's a uh, that's episode ten, right? Yes. Or is that part of? No, that's ten. Uh, it's ten. Oh, okay, I thought it was eleven. No, that was ten. Uh, when uh, Cassandra betrays them, <laughs> sets them up. But at the same, well, for me, I guess I I kind of thought of it a while back when uh, we first saw her. Like she's okay. Mm-hmm. I have, I had a feeling that she was mind controlled mm-hmm. in general. So that's why uh, the betrayal happened. But I feel like it wasn't a betrayal. Betrayal. You get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you you saw it coming. Like yeah, there, there was something a little bit off about her. Yeah. Other than her getting her throat slit off, <laughs> but yeah, um, I didn't see it coming, so I'm pretty dumb. And uh, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, blaster, blaster, Percival!" Like he he was dumbfounded. He was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, he he was destroyed. 
to at that part to the point where his his other his demon aura whatever engraved her name on the gun and I was like yo I'm a, I'm a blaster when I see her <laughs> I was like oh crap and, and then and then uh Vex or Vox you know he he slides in there and he's like, "Yo, I'm I'm a cut you, I'm a cut your sister. You, you better tell her what's up." Yeah, he he kind of messed up too, man. He should have known this that he could he could get mind controlled too because it happened before. But I guess he didn't he didn't see the Briarwoods, but yeah, yeah. So that's not his fault. Like he was just trying to be like, if anything, he was like he was gonna you know, you know knock her out and then like open the door, but then he got brain controlled as well. And that's what we got the whole scene with the with the acid. Which was It was funny at the end though Oh with uh, Drog Yeah Oh he dived into Hey man that's a hero If I ever saw one <laughs> I know Drog was so Badass in that scene And Pike's healing him He's just going all He's screaming So painful I know that, that, that He didn't hesitate man He's like I'll go in <laughs> Like it's not, like It was funny how he delivered it But it was just like Hey man that takes some heroism so Don't take Don't take credit What credit's due and if anything, it reminded me. Of, uh, it was crazy because all of them were working as a team at yeah. that time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, even even Scatley, you know, he came, he came quick with it and he used his purple hand to get him get him all the way to the top for more time. But I guess, like I was saying, like uh, with the drug scene, it reminded me of like, have you guys seen Hercules? When like Hercules? Oh. <laughs> You dumb. It legit is that scene <laughs> when he's in hell and then he throw he jumps into the 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 soul pool yeah to get a meg yeah, yeah. but he's slowly dying yeah <laughs> jeez <laughs> but but yeah um cool scene uh i was i was worried especially when uh the elf girl messed up and accelerated the time <laughs> no well it wasn't her fault it was that one lady telling uh what's her name again Ridley, oh, Ridley Ridley literally said to uh to smash the thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's the most dumbest thing you would do. It would just pour more. I mean it's part it's like a risk, you know, it's like hey Well God. well, you know, they didn't they didn't know what was gonna happen, right? Like Achilles just tried to grab onto the thing and then it just No, no, but it, I meant Ridley was it was Ridley's fault that this plan was made. Well, I don't know. She was like, I'm so smart. I'm so smart. And then she makes that. And I'm like, you're not that smart. You're not that <laughs> smart. You're not that smart, mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was it for that part. Yeah, that th- I think w- one more thing. Um, the whole reason the Briarwoods were there and like they were doing all that stuff like was was found out that they had like a certain material that to raise the Whisper one. They worship, which is like, like continuing on with the next episode, which uh, we see uh, the Brywoods. They they're ready. They're ready to do their ritual, the summoning for the Whisper One. And uh, you, they're, they're they're like excited. It's like oh, I don't know who to sacrifice because we have so many options now. <laughs> we, have two, <laughs> we have two options now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this one was cool. It was just all like fight fight uh, episode of anything, just like. The, the Vox Machina grip versus the Briarwoods. That's round two. It, it gave me that <laughs> that same feeling as uh, as uh, Invincible in a way. Really? When it came to the action scenes. Oh, okay. That was crazy. Yeah, the choreography in the show is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, like like that, that was like 
pretty inventive like moves and stuff like where uh where uh pike yeah slides down the thing yeah, but there's her her i guess like holy shield that was cool yeah yeah pike did a lot of work i mean everyone did work yeah no everyone did their part yeah everyone had their their what to do even skag yeah, even though he was silent throughout most of it. Yeah, well, he tried. <laughs> yeah, he know. did. He did. He, try. he has a good ability too. You know, he has, yeah. But you know, he—that's why she, you know, stopped him from talking because he has a pretty good ability. If he can't sing, he can't do anything. Pretty much. Yeah, man, it was intense. And then the the Percival and and the sister with the with uh, what uh, Bri- the Briarwood guy, yeah, the the vampire guy, yeah. That was wild, yeah, man. Like uh, the fact that he was able to like, dude, know, he was fighting almost everyone. Yeah, like the, the fact that he could block, you know, a sword attack or like, you know, sword attacks in general with his gun. It's like, damn, bro. <laughs> and like, if you don't got anything else. That's the only thing you could do, right? <laughs> Jesus, yeah, because he was doing like multiple combos with like different fights. Plus, like you know that like from last episode, um, the whole the other the demon entity wanted to blast Cassandra like right off right off the bat. He's like, no. There has to be a reason why she's she's like this. There's no way my sister would do this. Although she did convince me, I was like, "Yo, she did turn to the dark side. We should blast her." <laughs> uh, that's why I'm not. I, 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 <laughs> that's why I like the that scene between the uh, uh, Percival and uh, what's her name, the the sister. Oh, Cassandra. No, the other, the other sister. Oh, Vex or Vex. Vox? Yeah. Yeah, she was like, "Yo, snap out of it." Yeah, from from last episode. Yeah. Mm. So th- I feel like he's finally like he's he's lifting himself out of that darkness. Even though the darkness keeps consuming him, he's trying he's trying his best. Yeah, more and more of anything. Yeah, to maintain him. And like, I don't blame him either because um, you know, your sister betrayed you. Like, how do you? How- it's devastating. He's like, what the hell? I'm here to. I came here to like to obviously resurrect the town, but like rescue my sister as well. That I found out she was alive. Yeah, it's like it's just. It was tough. He's he's a broken man. Yeah, very broken. I think like next episode, last one is that 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 thing is gonna come out. Whatever is consuming him. That's yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, but hey, the 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 elf girl, super clutch. Came in saving everyone. <laughs> clutch in the paint. Yeah, she she became the light. She became their light. <laughs> I like After, that to bring that back. Yeah. yeah, man, that was really cool. Yeah, it was, she deserved that moment, and the whole the the drug fight was cool too. He, he yeah, was, when Grog was fighting him, and he, he beats him, and he's <laughs> holding them up in front yeah. of him. Yeah, say it, Omar. It reminded me of Dragon Ball Z, bro. <laughs> uh, hey, yes, it did, man. Like when Pic- Piccolo's holding Raditz and Goku. Yeah, you, you guys know this thing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was cool. And hey, the fact that he didn't die from that blast, but that Briarwood did. <laughs> yeah, good. Very good. But hey, that's what made. I think Pike and uh, Grog are like really best friends. Oh, very much yeah. so. Very much so. Like they're they they have a cute like best friend relationship. Yeah. No, yeah, very much so. And then the whole the whole ending to it where they were trying to get the the whisper one. No, oh, she's trying she's trying to get the whisper one. Like at all costs. 
Yeah, because now her husband's dead, so she's like, I have to, this is my goal. What I have to lose, right? What What does yeah. she have to lose? But uh, she said it failed. Well, not failed, but he stopped. He didn't come. Yeah. Well, he turned into that, that thing. Yeah. You know? That's what I was thinking, too. Like, he's the orb thingy that's floating there. Yeah. Like, you see the silhouette of him, but he, it disappears and becomes the orb. Yeah. So who I think kn- who knows what that is. Yeah, because after she said she fell, she got blasted. <laughs> blasted multiple times. Heck yeah, good job, first of all. <laughs> but yes, but our elf girl, she took she took the sacrifice. Oh yeah, damn. To take a box. Man. Is she gonna live? Yeah, man. Ain't that something? Like when Pike was like, okay. I need some time before my thing, and then it, the astral <laughs> form disappears, man. <laughs> what are the odds? Man? And that was our only healer, or well, second healer. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, crap. <laughs> What's going to happen next? She was their light. How, they're going to let their light die now. <laughs> the sun's down, man. <laughs> Can't have the sun down in your team? No! <laughs> but yeah, uh, Hopefully, they save her in time, or I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about her, if anything, for the next episode. Yeah. And, and that orb thing. So, yeah, very action-packed episode. Very entertaining to watch. Awesome. And since we're at the climax, I wonder how this is going to wrap up for next week. Yep. We have... Life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated into a total fantasy knockout episode 11. Oh man, <laughs> this episode was boring. Oh, uh, yes, very much so. Oh, it, God. It was. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I watched this episode while talking to people on Discord <laughs> because it was so boring. Like, uh, who cares? I don't yeah. care anymore, bro. <laughs> <'Cause> the- <laughs> For some reason, what's her face is like, is like possessed or whatever now, and then just. Yeah. Dumpster in the thing. Yeah, because I guess the the demons that were uh, control. Well, the the demons the before. I guess yeah, they they show up. Again. They show up again. Yeah, that showed like up twice yeah. in the past. Mm-hmm. Ever. So, so now we know that the the maid, the maid is that demon that we saw before. Yeah. 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 So that's the reason why uh, are both characters are controlled in the way. And that's basically why this whole thing is happening because yeah. of her. Because of her fall in general and controlling. This is just like the the most dumb like like a series of events <laughs> to happen. Like it's just dumb, dude. They had a revolution. The revolution died. It's like things are just happening. Yeah. And now they have like this big robot. When when this turned into a mecha, <laughs> and and that now they're Tachiban and Jinguji are gonna fight. Like what is that? Yeah. Like, what what I- is going? I'm not gonna lie to you. I was do- I was dozing here and there, and I hate I, I hate this anatomy where like when you know when they attack and like the first shot miss right because it always misses. Oh God, you're with this. Yes, I am with well, this. This is in every mech show. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I'm not just, I'm, just, I'm just bringing it up. The whole beam thing that yes, why the, does it take forever? Yeah, why well, does a beam take forever? It takes ages. The second beam. Well, because it t- it always takes forever. These lasers are huge. All right, that will never change from any. Any show like that? It's just it's a mecha trope. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just maybe I think you're just more upset with the anime itself. Probably that's like, why I was like, like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to watch this anymore. We're one episode left. Yeah, 
yes. What's the resolution going to be? Do they, are they going to kiss? Yes. The, on the lips. This hateful uh, With sexual tongue. tension that Tachibana and Jinguji are having. With tongue. So, 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 the, so the whole <laughs> the whole issue right now, the like, it's kind of dumb. The whole issue is that he just wants he wants the what, what do you call it? He he, he just wants uh, to be pri- pra- praised. That's it. Yeah, he just, wants he, he wants w- something for himself. Yeah, have a, like, like, hey, not only Tajibana has a cute charm, but Tajibana does this. Yeah, because Jinguji's yeah. been that this whole lot, his whole his whole anime. Yeah, and he he hasn't said anything. Because he's he's so boring. Yeah, he's the probably the most boring character I've ever seen in anime ever in history. Damn, like he is really boring. Like for for a character like him, like compared to like Saitama, Saitama's like a like you know a normal guy. He's just like he hardly like has emotion as much. Mm-hmm. But when it kicks in, like he tends to like have the comedy later on. Like you see his face react. At least give me that for this guy. This guy just plain like flat you know yeah i guess they they cover that with like his inner monologues yeah well, like he's reacting to tachibana for the but it's just like 10, 10 billion times there's yeah, but, no character this man like he doesn't even have a character he just sits there and he just says things and he's boring and then he argues it's because his like, character is tachibana stubborn yeah <laughs> and that's that's it and you're like and I knew it was gonna get it was gonna get old later on once we went down th- we're down to this path at this point. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so yeah, that whole mech fight is because uh, the ten pretty much she want uh, she wants to you know be praised. Notice me, Jinguji. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is uh, life of the Norian guy who incarnated into Total Fantasy Knockout. Sorry, it was short. We're, at this point, we're just. Oh, and Kirito slashed the beam. <laughs> Who didn't see that coming? <laughs> At this point, we're just moving forward, and we can't next. wait to give it a review. <laughs> yeah, next, next yeah, episode, great, great review. <laughs>
<laughs> that's not around. equal. That's a lie. So like you could tell like he's his words mean nothing. <laughs> and our our uh, MC our MC as well as uh, what's his name? Uh, what's her name again? Them? Yeah. They're like, oh, is, is are we gonna get an assassin? Are we gonna? You know. Yeah, because Wine and Nymph had a plan going in. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to form an alliance, and that way we can have someone on our side that we won't get attacked. Mm-hmm. With, like, the whole the whole thing he did with the whole uh, trading deals and, like, making a fashion sense to, like, the other kingdoms and stuff like that. Yeah. If I remember correctly. And yeah, that, that, that's exactly what it was. It was, he was just, like, they were thinking, oh, we're going to form an alliance. But then they're like, oh, this guy doesn't even want to pay. He's, he's avoiding us. So, yeah. Like, what like, the hell? Man? Why are we here? I don't know why. Now, here's a question I have about the show. Why did both of them instantly come up to, he's trying to kill me? <laughs> I mean, like, I like, I get you're, I get it's like supposed to be like bending the laws of like reality because he's a genius and whatnot. Like, yeah, he knows yeah. everything. But, but like, what kind of logical conclusion would you come up to a king just like not be having time to talk to you when you're there? Well, because he's gonna get back to you, get back to you, and then he's like, oh, he's gonna kill me. Yeah. I, I, well, what I, I saw is like from how we, well, how I envisioned it. Pretty much, he's like trying to ask him something, and then he looked at him, and then looks away, and then he walks away. Pretty much, like just yeah, tell him but, you're busy. Yeah, but still, like, how do you get assassination from that point? I guess because of what the previous events of how he almost got assassinated by the the team. Yeah, but the fact that he was right was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but it, no, but they still fell for it at the end. They weren't they. Like they believed in this guy that oh look he's he's with uh, you know what he's with us he's with us, but at the end of course you know, sir yeah. sir scissors empty empty promises yeah yeah because you know the king was pretty smart he got him he got wine in the weak point like hey you know nymph and their race they're cool I think they're awesome and he's like what, what you think they're awesome then he's part of, he has to be a good guy <laughs> like okay. We, we could go home and we're cool, right? Like, yeah, we're cool. We're awesome. Well, he crosses his fingers and is like, no, we're not cool. I'm going I'm to kill you. He's like, no, <laughs> we're, no we're not cool, man. We're, I'm, you're dead to yeah, me. You're dead to me. We're going to go to war, baby. While he eats a, a turkey leg, all bone. Yeah, he's, he chewed that <laughs> whole. Yeah, he just thing. grabs the whole thing. I'm like, oh, this guy's actually scary. <laughs> Those teeth are made out of metal. He's going to eat wine. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Hey, maybe anything's like gluttony. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, that was. Um, and we got we got more Zeno. You know, it's cool to see her all the time. Her political jargon. He he, he kind of got a. Uh, he got a. Uh, she she was happy the fact that uh, she didn't get punished. Hard. Yeah, yeah, and, and she was smarter on her own, on her own what was going on, and she reacted quicker than Wine did. Yeah. So. And he was like, oh, I'm glad we're on the same page. So we can keep moving forward with your plan. But, you know, now that I'm in it. So that was cool. And, yeah, basically this episode, um, a lot of a lot of time was wasted for wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Being there and, you know, cigarettes being a, a bigger problem behind the curtain. Literally. <laughs> yes, he was behind that curtain. <laughs> and we'll see how this last episode, the all-out war between wine Wine's Nation and Grayer's Nation. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with there. We have <laughs> Sabuki Bisco oh, episode Our 11. Oh, yeah, fa- baby. <laughs> I love Sabuki Bisco. Oh, it's my. a ten out of ten. Oh. I'm, not, I'm saying it right now. It's really good. Oh man, Bisco just comes back. <laughs> oh man, I was saving that. He's, just, he's just there again. The power of believing, bro. Power of sheer will. He was in my house the whole time. <laughs> from beyond the grave. Oh man. I don't know what to say about this. Oh episode. Lord! Can we drop, can we drop the show? Like <laughs> it's right it's too late at this point. It's too late. No, it's not too late. It's never too late. <laughs> I I will save thirty minutes of time if I do not watch this episode. <laughs> it's too late, man. Just, just watch this ridiculous. Don't, don't worry, man. Next next week you can fight uh, Ravi for this show. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fight him. I'm gonna throw down, drop the gloves. I'm gonna grab him by the shirt. I'm gonna start. Poking his eyes out because he clearly needs a new set of eyes. <laughs> he sees that this show is anything but god awful in every way. <laughs> I don't know. So, so yeah, uh, Milo is Bisco for the beginning. Yeah, he's legit. And then, and then he's not. And then he's not Bisco. Where the I don't know when that changed. Um, he loves his sister. Yes, he does. He loves his sister a lot. And he loves uh, Jabby. Yeah, Jabby's cool. He's, he heals him for a bit. He loves Octagawa. Oh, who don't love Octagawa? I was kind of afraid. For, I was scared Octagawa for him. Was the best character in the show. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that scene was so dumb. The, the, the whole uh, the, the rust moment. Oh, when he went underground. Yes. <laughs> like, how is that even possible? He literally like, Octagawa got a truck and like. Submerged under sad. <laughs> also, also, I just have a lot of questions. Again, I, I brought this up last week. Where are we? Why is it snowing? They were just in the desert. I actually <laughs> went back to the previous episode to see if I missed like a scene with them like transitioning from desert to snow. No, they're just in the snow. <laughs> There's no transition. Where are they? <laughs> I, I don't know. Now they're just back in in Imihama. Where, what's going? Why are we just teleporting? We're teleporting around. <laughs> this this uh, this robot's really fast, man. Yeah, we don't even know <laughs> which way we're fast. going. This robot's going anywhere. But hey, we got we got re- recurring characters. You know, the kids. They're they're yeah. yeah. Their home is done, done <laughs> and they seem to know exactly what it is. <laughs> their their town is gone, and. Uh, they're like, running away for their lives. Yes. And then they just are gone. <laughs> yeah, they get saved and they leave. Yeah. And, and we get to see those lovely ladies again from the first episode. Yeah, and yeah. they just kinda they just kinda look at us and they're like, uh, the basically the show's like, hey, did you forget about these guys? They're there for like two seconds. <laughs> Have fun. And then uh, they do nothing. <laughs> they do they nothing. Just show up. And they're like, oh damn, Milo me. Panda, panda fighting? They're used to a lot fighting. Wow. Me, Milo Milo just being Besco the whole episode, yeah. No way. Until he's not Besco. Yeah. Until he's not Besco. Because the real Besco, please stand up. <laughs> yeah. He, so Milo gets on this guy's back. Okay. A tide, he he's did Titan for him. He's stabbing the rust, which shouldn't do anything. Oh yeah. Okay. No. 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 That was hilarious. Oh, oh, oh. Remember what I said? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh look, these tanks are amazing. <laughs> they're blasting it. You know, they're taking it down. Whoa, great tanks. You know, did nothing of damn robot nothing 
this man grabs a dagger and starts digging his back and oh pain ah super effective ah, pain oh dude you're stabbing my back and then bisco just comes over he's like hey man um, i heard you i heard you needed some you called some, my name i heard you need some plot armor because this guy's too difficult so i'm just gonna show up and by the way look at my packs look at my packs <laughs> they look amazing glistening in the dark i I hate this show. What's bring passion? I cannot hate this show more than I do right now. Oh god, this show! It's uh, probably a one, to be honest. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how. <laughs> I don't know how it can redeem itself. Maybe a two. <laughs> like how can he? Re- how? What? Let me guess the last episode. I don't know. Episode, I'm okay? probably. You, I'm, you, I'm you getting close to Josh's core. I'm wrong. Okay, the last episode. They're going to defeat this thing somehow. Yes. Bisco's going to come up and shoot some arrows. They're going to magically defeat it, okay? Yes. Bisco and Paolo are going to kiss. Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, and then Emilio the desert and the disappears. Jellyfish Girl are going to reaffirm their friendship. Yes. Okay. Power friendship. The desert disappears. It's going to be a very lovely happy ending with everyone surviving and getting shot so that the rust goes away. So they're going to cure everyone. Yes. And the rust is gone and we live happily ever after. And the, That's uh, the ending of the show. And the desert's gone. Yep, we get, we get nature again. We get nature. De- yep. A deer comes, shows up. <laughs> a deer shows up. Yeah, that that's the end of the show. I just predicted it. Nice. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we'll see what happens. I, yeah, Josh is probably I, right, man. I swear to God, <laughs> you're probably right. Maybe you seem so fucking uh, on the point. Yeah, because we never we never had issues with shows with like graphically look nice, but. This time with story, this story is really horrible. It's so bad. Yeah, it's, it's so goofy. Uh, I can't believe he took a dagger, stabbed him. The guy's like, oh, oh. <laughs> sliced them. But the tank's nothing though. These armor-piercing shells, played out. Nada. He's good. <laughs> He's Gucci. One dagger. Oh damn! Dead. That dagger has uh, mushrooms, um, rust, rust penetration, penetration, obsidian shard. Yeah. <laughs> It's filled with a lot of stuff. Science. Science, Science. and doctor. <laughs> Science. Science. Mushroomology. <laughs> Has some kind of special blade or something. But even, I don't know. But even when Neil shoots the bow and arrow with the mushrooms in it, it they doesn't do, do anything. They do nothing. You literally shot him in the eye and the guy's just like, boop. <laughs> and yet one little day or one normal kitchen knife is able to just muck this guy oh god man. and say bisco from the depths of hell <laughs> he has a dude, dude me also i don't know how people survive in the show mila was taking and thrown nine million oh, got meters and hit a wall <laughs> at like at least 120 kilometers an hour he should be putty on that wall <laughs> he got yeeted man he, he looked got yeeted he got, so hard. Like the, my man should not be. Uh, he should not even have a corpse. No, he he, he heard his he, he heard his man's voice, man. Yeah, his 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 home his lover his, came back alive. He had to be awake for that. He was like, <laughs> oh, he's back. The real Bisco's here. He's he's cucking his sister, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we'll find out. We'll, we'll see. We'll see next. Episode. We'll find out next week. Oh god! Remember, remember when Milo offered his sister up to Bisco? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Remember uh, that good, that really good scene where he's like <laughs> pimping out his sister. 
I can't forget <laughs> it, man. Remember that scene? <laughs> I, I can't forget it, man. Very memorable. Probably the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the highlight of the show. Uh, but yeah, that was <laughs> Zabuki Bisco. We'll finish it next week. We'll finish it. Oh, and if anything, I feel like this show's the only one I regret the most. This show's breaking <laughs> us. <laughs> Wait, which is bad because this is the show that we thought would be the best. No, not me. I, 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 was, I thought so. It was Ravi and, and Omar. It looked appealing. Yes, it did. After the first episode, I knew this was going to be a garbage <laughs> dumpster fire. We have... Princess Connect Redive Second Season Episode Eleven. Oh, that, was, that was intense. Very intense action. Dude, dude, the the fight scenes and everything were crazy in this episode. It was it was nuts, especially the Pecorine one with Jun. Yeah, wah. that was so good. Perfect. You know what's crazy too? I got whoa! I got tricked. I'm like, oh damn, that wasn't actually her. Oh Kaiser? Yeah, yeah Kaiser. It was literally not her. She's literally a shadow. <laughs> she used it. She used the shadow so that she could protect herself. Yeah. Yep. I didn't picture that at all. Not me either. Then just to see how I, freakishly strong I felt, she is. I felt like it worked though because think of it this way. Okay. From everything we see with Yuki, he loses to the true form of. The beast woman right but this lady was the shadow was Pecorine's fight so when Pecorine defeated that she defeated her demon basically mm-hmm. but now yuki has to defeat his demon yeah. so that's why i think it works good right even though it was like kind of a sudden reveal yeah you've been seeing you've been seeing a little bit of stuff like two different beast women looking at carl and stuff like that yeah and when she was fighting that, the red-haired girl two of them show up stuff like that so you kind of get the feeling that there's like something else is going on but i felt like it did well because pecorine defeated her demon and now you guess defeat his yeah i love how how motion the motion within this and this animation wise man it's so amazing oh yeah man like like that scene where the the kaiser like was like going insane in the part in the way (laughs) i'm like jeez just it's great, it. yeah. It's losing even, it. Even, even like the the horrible screams that Carol is doing up there when she's being controlled and forced to look at, you know, her friend get getting beat up and stuff like that. It's like you sense like the defeat and the the trauma I've, on her. I've, I felt the pain for a pecker when she got literally grabbed in the stomach. Yeah, yeah with holes. sharp claws. Yeah. Five holes. Five holes. <laughs> like Peckering, are but you she, okay? She ends up beating a uh, beating Jen, and she gets out of having her. Yeah, she gets yeah. out of her hypnosis. Yeah, yeah, because she, June found out that Pecorine was the true princess. Yeah, I actually love that scene too because yeah. you know June in the game is like such a noble character, and it, mm-hmm. it, it must have been like horrible to find out that you know she, was she hasn't been she's been serving the wrong person, the evil one, this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Allow me to to protect you one la- for for one time at least." Yeah. Then she got blasted. She definitely <laughs> and got then she blasted. She got yeeted over there. <laughs> not her fault, man. She just survived a, a princess strike. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, but the but the real you know the real villain came out of nowhere yeah. and yeah. started laying came down. Out of nowhere, it was like, "All right, see ya." And then. <laughs> 
That was way too fast. I was like, whoa. Yeah, just like, all right, enough playing around. You had fun with my little shadow, but now it's the real person here, and it just mocks everyone. It's like in a video game when you beat the boss, and it's like, that's not in my true form. Yeah, it's like the third form, and you're like, it's like the third form, and you're like on one tick of health. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not ready for this. I'm going to die. Yeah, that, that fight was insane. I really love that fight a lot. And, um, and the then, other? Uh, Christine, Christina, yeah, the Christina yeah. fighting the guild. She's my, she's my favorite uh, unit favorite. character, yeah, in general. Yeah, man, and that sure. fighting scene was amazing. She has a OP ability. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. She's very OP in the game. In too. the game too, ridiculously OP. Like uh, North, the North American uh, right now where it's at, she's the top top tier character. She's the best, best for clan battles. Yeah, mm. easily. Thanks. Like people, people were like. This is a little off topic of the thing, but people were like literally like spending everything and then spending all their stuff to get her to five star and max her out right away. Me too. I did that. I did same. that. Hey, let us know if you guys did the same thing that you play that play the game. <laughs> yeah. Because if you forgot, this is based off an app game. But yeah, that that power is super powerful. Absolute defense and absolute of offense. Very. Which it took like what five. Six of them to defeat her. Yeah, well, the only reason they even did it, they even defeated. The only reason they did was they distracted her, and then the other girl went up yeah, and did it. She, she, Christina fell for the old trick in the book. Yeah, yeah. She, she messed up by doing a shonen trope where evil monologue. The monologue, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she's not even evil. It's the weird no, thing. She's the not weird thing is she's not even evil. No? She's just no. like she's just weird and has like weird fetishes. So that that's true. Her fetish is just wanting to fight. Yeah. So she's like she wants to, she just wants to fight. She's so she's like a shonen character. Yeah, and they, they, they always call her that. Even when they're making fun of her, they're always like you bow hungry wench or whatever. <laughs> That's funny. That is hilarious. But yeah, oh, the, the, that fight was cool, especially with the the axe girl. You know, both of them being crazy and stuff. Because yeah, because yeah. remember, I think uh, some of them are uh, controlled and some aren't. Yeah. By the. Yeah, as you can see in the little. Harvest yeah. wall, <laughs> yeah. So that that hey, and oh one one more thing, uh, Kokoro getting a uh, getting the key, meaning uh, Amit. Yeah, the first Amit, time. Yeah, she's she was trusted to to basically have Yuki's emotions in check. So that makes a whole lot of sense why Kokoro was the first one to find him. In the, yeah, in the very beginning. Yeah, man, like yeah. you're falling from the sky. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. And now now that she has the key, hopefully. You could be on check, and I wonder how next week is gonna wrap up. Oh, and I also like the scene with the the, the little girls when they summon her their giant bird. Oh, the bird comes <laughs> that back. Was, that was just goofy. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, man, it saved, that was just goofy. They saved our man with the fro. <laughs> they did save him, and Yuki. Why well, Yuki saved him? Yuki was a badass in that. Yeah, man. Picked him up on his back and was carrying him. And he was just like, "You're not, not heavy. heavy, not heavy, not heavy." <laughs> That was really cool, but yeah, this this episode was just amazing, action packed, awesome. Can't wait for the last episode, and I I expect no less from the last episode. And yeah, man, I wonder how they're gonna be defeat uh, true form Kaiser. <laughs> yeah. So, but hey, can't wait. We have. Ah. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, well, we're we're coming towards the the end of these. Yes, these shows, shows, these two shows wrapped up, and they're pretty big. And we're starting off with my dress up, darling, episode twelve, the final episode of this first season. It's just a really cute finish. It like is after la- after last week's intense, really intense. Yes, episode. very saucy. Last Very week, episode. this one was more of a wholesome thing. Yeah, you know, it, it like, ended uh, similar to how uh, we, I, well, what I remember from Love Is War in a way. Oh, okay. the, yeah, the the festival kind of thing. Yeah, the whole um, summer festival. Yeah, and especially like it was it was perfect too because you kind of could tell like with the the calendar in the background. It's like oh, it's August, the end of yeah, August, so like the end of summer. So summer yeah. festivals around the corner. And I just loved how the story was told in this episode, like with uh, Gojo, like always, always seeing it, but from his house and just being by himself. Yeah, yeah. He kept bringing someone to be there with. He brought up the whole like, oh, last year I was alone. Yeah, like many years he was by himself while making the Hina dolls, right? Yeah. But this year, I I just love how Gojo's like his character has grown like he he's such a naive character still but he's learning new things and he's sharing new experiences that he never thought he'd share in his life because you know he never knew anybody yeah well i I was gonna sorry (laughs) no i was gonna say it's it's crazy to know that this episode was not even focused on like like romance wise it was more like him him appreciating having someone to be with you know yeah yeah which i think a lot of people like, would want yeah just like someone to do stuff like from from the start to beginning i like how it, it all ended towards the end not yet With, uh, gojo especially uh you know kitagawa and her, and her yakuta man she looked, she looked amazing yeah. <laughs> she's like do you like the nape of the neck he's like uh, uh. And, then she, and then she gets her in her mala and she's like are you serious you came me this is really what he likes that's what he's into he's like, mom, showing him the whole time then and then it just has that fight where he's trying to look away and she's just getting in front of him <laughs> showing that nape <laughs> yeah that was funny it's still has a cute moments in this episode mm-hmm. but yeah it's just <laughs> yeah, we also found out that uh, Marine is a like a magazine model. Yeah, she's a model. Like, Holy moly, you're a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mama need that money, bro. Mama need that new camera. <laughs> mama need that cash. <laughs> I think the my favorite part is when they ended up watching uh, horror films. Oh yeah, because I thought yeah, Gojo was going to be like, terrified. She's scared. Yeah. And he's just sitting there like, wow, I love the VFX. <laughs> I love she's that. Like, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna rewind it, and she's like, "What? <laughs> like, yes. look, look at that costume detail." Yeah, so so we get like references to uh, Scream, and then also uh, the Chainsaw Massacre. I, I love, I love in this, I love in this anime how they actually show what they're looking at. Like they actually show like yeah. the manga or the anime, and they animate it. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Really cool how they show like anime within anime, and that's that's pretty much the final scene of Chainsaw Massacre with that that lady. Yeah, with like she's spinning around the chainsaw. But yeah, like Josh said, I really love that too because you know it's just up to our imagination to see what they're watching, right? Yeah. Most of the time in most animes, but this one's like here's this is what they're watching. This is what. Yeah, like, and it's reaction. usually really well animated. And it's like yeah. it's just really it's. It's not, it, sometimes it's, a lot of care it, put into this anime. It, it, it improves the experience. It's like you're you're watching it with them. In exactly. A yeah. Which this show does super well. But yeah, um, 
I want to go back to the festival, like you know, when Gojo finally sees the fireworks up in person. And first yeah. off, this plaza, their fireworks show, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so baller, dude. <laughs> that's like not even like if you go to Disneyland, <laughs> fireworks. Like that's way better yeah. than that. <laughs> but yeah, amazing show, and just I love like the lighting effects in this scene, like just seeing them, and especially when like at one point Gojo's not even looking at the fire, he's looking at you know Maureen, and yeah, and then they just lock eyes. Yeah, and you see, I, it it gets you. It got you in the scene. I it, thought they were gonna kiss or they're. <laughs> hug or something and then she just sticks her tongue and shows the blue it's so cute it's so it's so that character you know? they, they, they're like spending time with each other yeah which they you know at the very end after the credits you know oh, by the way beautiful ending credits you know gotta give props to them. yeah um very wholesome ending wrap up of like she's she's too scared to sleep because she watched the sequel to the movie yeah. we saw yeah and it was it was just really cute how that she was like oh talk to me all night you know even if you're tired and then he falls asleep on her yeah and she says it but he obviously didn't hear because he's asleep but she said it to him so but like it's just a sweet wrap up to the to the whole show because they they wrap it up themselves like the some some vacation was awesome with you yeah, and which you know they oh, wish, next time they and yeah, I think that's the best part. Like even like Kita Kita was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry about my foot. Like I'm tired, you have to carry me. Like, but hopefully, yeah. next time, you know, it'll be better. Which you know that that like just like Goja, it made me tear, it made me water because you know there will be a next time, there will be and a future. That that's what I like about these two shows that we're gonna talk about in general. This show too, where. Uh, we don't have to be like, oh, look, a cliffhanger, a big old cliffhanger or, you know, yeah. it doesn't have to be like, oh, is she going to, you know, or something? Yeah. You get me? It was like, you know, it was a, a, a short and sweet kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was just a re- this whole show is just sweet. Like people could argue a bunch of things about, you know, how it has tropes and stuff like that. And if you don't like tropes and you know well, that's it, up to you but i think I that a, this show is just very i have a feeling everything has a trope there's no yeah. like there's no originality at this point everything has yeah. to have something you know i don't think yeah. anything's new new but you know some people you know don't like the roman genre or something like that but i'd say give it give it a shot because it really yeah. is it, there's so much care put in this anime like really every scene you know every every mention of cosplay stuff like that it works and it, it is a very realistic depiction of a, of a romance yeah and I, I, that's why i'm that's why i'm really you know invested in this because it's it, it doesn't feel like it's moving too slow and it doesn't feel like it's moving too fast. It All right, just feels um, like it's right in that middle part. Let's, let's yeah. get to the review. But yeah, that, that was basically episode uh, 12 and that wraps up that first season. And hopefully we get a second season announced. We're still waiting on that. But with that being said, we have our review of My Dress Up Diamond and who wants to go first? Well, you already know the usual. It's going to be you, me, and then Josh. Okay, the I just want to know. So I'll... I'll make I'll make my peace with it. My dress up darling is uh it was very anticipated. I remember that it was being one of the top five animes of this season. If anything, this being one of the originals, well, the new shows, it saved the season, like hands down. From from not being a carryover or anything or a second season. 
um, Maureen and uh, Gojo are just fantastic characters to experience this this love and the, the love of their of their hobbies, just them accepting it for what it is and supporting each other and just their relationship is so real that I at many points I was jealous of Gojo. I was like, man, I wish that was me. <laughs> or it reminded me of many times when you know when I was in high school or like my past life moments like that like it really like rekindled with me especially like the last episode like oh staying up all night talking to the person you like so that i've i've genuinely never felt like yes like you guys brought up there is tropes and you know some tropes we like some tropes we don't but with this show it does something different than all all, all the other romance comps and it's just the the real realism the really relative Rate of, uh, the the rate of you know connecting with the characters is just so real and so real and um, Kitagawa will definitely be best girl of the year and if she's not I'm rioting <laughs> that is a uh, she hands down set the the highest bar for th- this year 2022 if anything um but but yeah Gojo too he's just, he he's a great catch too he's a tall guy and you know shy you know these these beautiful people deserve each other <laughs> that's all i gotta say it's hilarious it's informative about their hobbies especially gojo's hobby which was never brought in the horizon until this show came out and yeah man just overall my rating of this show <laughs> i couldn't believe it but just how i felt and how i feel i give it a 10 out of 10 honestly this this show it does something different than all the rom-coms that I've seen. And like even the ones I like, you know, Hori Mia, Call Me comes to mind. And just, I love these characters. I love the romance between them. So yeah, that's my rating. T- uh, my second 10 out of 10 of this podcast. And I can't wait for second season. It better come. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, uh, David. Yeah, f- for me in general, um, well, like how, like what Omar said earlier, the the whole um, the realism. Like, I like that. I really enjoy that, especially we uh, from coming from Hori Mia, because Hori Mia had that you know realistic tone to it. At at times, the relationship felt real, and um, with this show in particular, did the same the same thing. I had you know, I really cared for these two characters. You know, there was no like relationship with any other character and that's what i like mm-hmm. it, it had that focus between one-on-one kind of thing with them too but at the same time too it's like they felt like each other's friends yeah so i i really enjoyed that about this show like if anything and their their struggles and their and their um, weaknesses their their passions it, it had a whole mix of uh had a mixture of uh um of like of different things but i really enjoyed i yep. like how all of this all mixed up together it had the comedic moments had uh adorable moments it had a uh you you see their pain and you felt it you know so i really throughout this whole show i had no uh i had no episode that i like damn it's kind of boring or damn you know <laughs> 
I really I really enjoyed this this series and can't wait for more in general. And um yeah. Um so, so far I guess some of these rom-coms are really really good for like, Yeah. I think I think the recent rom-coms have been really good. Yeah. So and we're getting we're getting more next season. So. Yeah, next season is really rom com season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the shows we really enjoy, and this is one of them. Hmm. This is this is one of my top ones now. So I'm uh I'm also give it a ten. Oh damn! I didn't see that coming. <laughs> All right, Josh. Yeah. So for me, um, I agree with these guys. This show was a huge surprise for me. Cause like I never read the manga or anything, mm-hmm. and I you know I haven't had a lot of high hopes for rom coms because there are a dime a dozen in in anime and seasonal anime specifically. But this one was special when I saw the first episode. I saw good characterization. You know, I saw that there was they put a lot of time and effort into the the animation. I I just knew right away. I was like, this show is going to be special because of the amount of effort that was put into making it as quality as possible they really threw all their eggs into this basket honestly um i think gojo is a phenomenal mc i think that he perfectly exemplifies the awkwardness of a, of a teenager of a nerdy teenager who has a niche hobby who isn't you know super good with social scenarios who isn't good with girls and stuff like that he he shows that you know that people are not always what they seem with Maureen, right? He, in the first episode, he looks at her and he's like, she's way out my league. Like, she's in a whole other universe, even, he says that. But he finds out that she's nerdy in a different way. And then, because of their two niche hobbies, they're able to find common ground and help each other. And that's what starts off with in the beginning. It's just like a, a, you know, push and pull relationship where they're, they're helping each other, Marine giving him comfort and talking to him and being giving him social, you know, um, practice basically. Yeah. And him helping her uh, with her outfits and realizing what she loves to do, which is cosplay and, and become the characters that she wants to be. And I think that that stays as the whole relationship. Um, Marine slowly develops feelings for Gojo throughout the show uh, because of how just gentle and kind and nice he is and how he's like such a kind soul um, which is often like you don't see that super often I mean it's very realistic how they how they portray this relationship through you know various little text messages you know they'll actually show you the text messages you'll sh- they'll show them watching movies or anime together they'll show you know them going to the mall stuff like that it's not none of this like super crazy oh i'm gonna fall and and you know it's like not some crazy thing that some rom-coms like to do they yeah. like to get really stupid with their their plot points and stuff like that and it takes you out of the immersion but every plot point is is grounded and you know even even like stuff like the fan service is relatively grounded it's not like something crazy where the dude's like falling from the other side and lands his face into her boobs or something like that like it's not some etchy weird nonsense like that it's actually like you see inside of gojo's mind at what he's thinking as a young teenager yeah. you know you see the tissues next to his bed you see him act when he reacts in those situations where he's 
attracted to Murray and stuff like that. And like I said, again, it's just very well done. It, they they knew what they were going for. They knew how to achieve it. Uh, the romance is peak. It's like it's one of the best romances I've seen in in a long time. Uh, the actual cosplay portion is also really well done. So many uh, attention to detail things, even even showing Gojo's notes where he's talking about like dress sizing and adding this, how to add frills and sewing and stuff like that, all the way up to um, what type of cameras they use, the lighting, the atmosphere, the, the the staging, all these props that they use, makeup. So like, it's just so much here to consume about what makes a good quality cosplay. And then it goes into into depth about like who can I cosplay as what do I look like you know like how can I turn myself into the character am I a good fit for this and I'll maintain it shows a really positive outlook of the cosplay community like for doing what you love and for you know having fun with it you know you don't have to be you know the the perfect body shape to cosplay your favorite character and stuff like that so it's very it's i think someone could watch this even if they ignored the romance and still get value out of it because of you know how much this show teaches you about the community and you know i just think i just think it's really well done all in all every interaction is adorable every shot every like face that the characters make is really adorable and oh, yeah. like i just think it's a really really solid romance and and really solid um educational material for cosplay as well so i give it an eo 10 i think that it was really one of the best romances i've seen in a long time especially from season land yeah but again what, what eight, out eight out of ten eight out of ten yeah all right all right that's basically high ratings around here uh would love to know robbie's We'll probably put it in later. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it right now. What's up, guys? Robbie here. And uh, as you guys know, I am not in for the uh, original recording. Like I, like I stated previously with the Osama ranking review or forward. For kind of forget which order this is going in. Um, but yeah, I'm here to give you guys my thoughts and opinions on my dress up darling now that the series is over. Um I guess starting with episode 12, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful episode as usual. You know, we got our, our boy Gojo and uh, our girl Marine uh, doing their summer homework. Watch a watch a horror movie, you know, kind of all that, all that cute, adorable stuff. And of course, the highlight of the episode, uh, well, actually two highlights, I want to say. It's the the speech, the Marine speech and kind of like how she enjoys fun, even though she can't swim. You know, that was kind of like a neat little kind of thing. Uh, how she's like how she explains away it's like you know even though i can't swim you know i, I want to like go out places i want to do stuff and despite these hindrances but of course the big big highlight was of course the festival like that was absolutely adorable seeing uh marina yukata and like the nape the, the nape neck oh god it was so adorable she's like i'm gonna show it off now i'm so hyped <laughs> and then the fireworks the fireworks you know with gojo like reacting to it and his perspective was just absolutely great and oh oh my gosh the last couple minutes i was i'll say this i was kind of upset that we didn't get to see like any kind of confirmation of a season two i was really crossing my fingers that we'd be getting some kind of like banner or whatever they'll say season two is coming but alas you know we don't know we don't have that as of uh as of the record of this recording um 
but just just that just that scene was just absolutely beautifully done uh with gojo drifting asleep and um and mar and uh Martin, you know saying i love you after she after he fell asleep it was just it was just touching but yeah that was episode 12 uh great fantastic conclusion uh to the season uh you can't wait for when season two drops in but until then we gotta play the waiting game and with that i'm gonna give you guys my honest my honest opinion and my thoughts and review for this series as a whole um what can i say man like just from the trailer when the trailer dropped a, a couple months prior to the series premiere i was just absolutely hooked the animation the design like everything in general was just absolutely just it just nailed it like this is the anime that just absolutely nailed the look and feel of uh kind of what they were going for and just like the dynamic between gojo and marin was just phenomenal like i love i love that we got to see this perspective where we have a female otaku who is a gyaru be super into what she enjoys and then you all you have the male mc gojo who is really into Hina dolls and just kind of them interconnecting and just bonding and just everything in general is just absolutely fantastically done. Um, it was very much the perfect slice of life that I've I've I haven't seen in a long, long time. Like up but before, I mean you guys can say as you will or whatever, but up until recently my my top standard for in terms of a slice of life anime was a show called golden time like i loved golden time back when that came out uh, back in 2013 which <laughs> at this point isn't really recent but man my dress up darling it's it just it got me hooked like it's it's definitely one of those anime that i can kind of like think back on very very fondly uh for a long time for a long 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 time and i can definitely see why a lot of the manga readers were um, very, very much looking forward to this anime being uh, produced. And thank God that the animation team behind this show was just, they were, like I said, they were on point <laughs> with everything. Um, but yeah, that being said, uh, I do have to give my review and, uh, you know, no less. I, I have to give this show a 10 out of 10. It, it was, it, this is the same instance with Osama ranking where like, I can't think of an episode where I was like, man, we didn't need this. Like this was so well done and the fact that we got to have two 10 out of 10 shows in the same season is just it blows my mind and to think this was one of the this is what many would consider one of the weaker seasons <laughs> and yet here we are two 10 out of 10 shows it's just it's brilliant again can't wait for that second season or when when we whenever we inevitably get my dress up darling season two but until then we're gonna have to wait and uh God forbid, you know, I might end up reading the head on the manga, but we'll see. <laughs> Fantastic, though. All right. And uh, now we got everyone's review. I'm, it's, I'm sad to say that my dress up darling will not be here next week. But the show must go on. And hopefully, hopefully, cross my fingers, second season gets announced. But if not, it was a great ride, honestly. We have Ranking of Kings, aka Osama Ranking, episode 23. Also, the finale of this season as well. And 
it's pretty much an epilogue yes pretty much so um it's basically what the show finally was doing right like boji trying to become king like throughout the struggles that he had to go through and that he's he's finally there he made it and it's so like heartwarming to like yes we we've we've been in this struggle right we've been through boji's journey with kage and now that uh daida is gonna marrying uh Miranjo, he he still he sees that boji's fitted to become king and everyone accepts it and it's probably like most like heartwarming like yes after all that struggle and yeah exactly and especially the that moment too that uh i guess uh when um that they've figured out that hey he's been he's been listening to everyone in general yeah the the lip the he can liberate lip breed to like everyone so that they felt the the pain like damn yeah, I think uh, Tomas picked it up. He was yeah. Like, oh damn! Like so, he he heard the people throughout the, the the kingdom talking crap about him when he was in the beginning of the of the show. So he they he felt even more pain for him. Yeah, and I, that that's it's amazing. It's like you know how much he suffered. Yeah. The, well, we we witnessed the suffering throughout the 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 whole ride in general. So yeah, that. Boji becoming king was like probably the best thing ever. But with that, it came with a prize with Kage. Did did what what he believed was like the the right thing. The right thing to he do. Did, he didn't feel worthy. Yeah. Just there. He didn't he didn't think he could become the right right hand man for a king. So he decided to go back on his own and just survive like he did before he met Boji. Yeah, but the right way. Yes, instead of stealing. Yeah. Find a job and you know live, but you know what what happened. You know people still don't like exactly the shadow, his shadow people, shadow clan, his people and his reputation. Yeah, is not living. even though their their clan is completely gone. They it, still that legend is still there, and it's 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 sad to see with Kage, but like he doesn't like he doesn't let it down, himself down. Until but like, you, you still feel it. You're like no no dude, come on man. Yeah, hey, even at the end, like he he, he still broke down. It's like, damn man, like, like I'm trying to be I, positive. I'm trying to do the right thing, but yeah, he, to a point where he made his little house, and then it, it's so sad when it's all destroyed. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Still trying to be positive though. Yeah. Yeah, just still trying to be positive, and it sucks. But and the same side, Boji becoming king, thinking that that's what he wanted, is it turns out not. Not to be the best. Well, he, he he did have no. He did want it, but at the same time, he realized that yeah, hey, the person that was in my, on my back is not here. Yeah. Like at first, he was okay with uh, Kage not being there, but now he realized, like, hey, the guy that helped me is not he, no longer here, and I'm I'm upset. You know, he lost a friend. Yeah. No way. Yeah, he lost his his best friend. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of relate to that too Because um, there's many times where like I th- It's going to sound very cheesy But like the journey to the goal Is always worth more than the goal And then once you get to the goal What's next right Like wh- what do you do after that And I think that's what Boji felt like He was like I'm king now I have these responsibilities 
but is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Yeah, because from how how we saw it, like at first he didn't accept it, but he, then he accepted it when he actually wore the crown. Yes, he wore the big crown, and then he felt like, I guess this is not working out for me. Yeah, and it's it's you you could see his pain. Even the the queen's like, hey man, He's don't be sad in front of the the you know the kingdom. You know you're the king now. Yeah, you sad the whole the whole room sad. Yeah. And then that's when she said about the Kage. Where's your friend? Yeah. Hey, hey, Queen Helen, give some good advice. Yeah. Some very powerful, powerful advice. And I like that Bibbin, you know, you know, him being the shadowy figure. Kept on tab on Kage. Like, yo, he's gone. No one noticed, but I'm going to keep a tab on him. <laughs> and it worked out. It worked out because we got that epilogue about how you said it. Boji resigns himself being king. Well, no, no, he didn't resign himself as a king. He re- he said he was he's gonna build his own kingdom. No, 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 uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Well, he gave back the kingdom to Dida. Yeah, and then he he want, he has a new goal to become to have a new kingdom, be the king for that. Yeah, but with Kage, which is very noble. I, I saw a long process to that, but <laughs> hey. Hey, and that's their journey. Yeah, the the new journey begins. I, I I love the fact that the the out the outro the end ending for the song is pretty much their the ending of the show itself. Basically, right? Yeah, because they talk about like how each per, the, the, to each other they're like the sun, and like even at the ending, you see Boji becoming the light for Kage. So it's it's very very heartwarming, very cool. And I think it's a solid ending. Oh yeah, one more thing. Uh, King Bo returns from his big uh, big nap and <laughs> literally uh, frees Oaken like a, like a mad lad. Yeah, he was going insane. Yeah, he wanted that run back, bro. He wanted that run back because <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he made him look like a fool. <laughs> and now. Uh, he he yeeted that that Oaken's head to. You, to you know what I have? You know what I have a feeling though. The Oaken head thing. I feel like Boji's gonna end up finding it in the future. Oh, you think there'll be another another rematch? No, no, no. Just his head. Oh, he's gonna be talking. He's gonna be talking to the head of of Oaken. That's what I think. I don't know. I'm I'm put, putting. I'm thinking of it too much. But you know, how yeah. funny would that be though? The <laughs> journey with him and Kage. And, Oaken. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't picture it. <laughs> That'd be weird. And yeah, I'm what, curious what about his body. Yeah, I'm curious what's gonna happen to his body. He becomes the headless warrior. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, like 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 you said, like perfectly epilogue. There's a lot of stuff that are left out, unsolved. But you know, hopefully, when season two comes around, which we it's been confirmed, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. We get that solved and with that that wraps up episode 23 the final episode and we go over to our review of ranking of kings and same format i will go first um god ranking of kings this is a show another show which i um under the radar didn't act didn't expect it well uh, david suggested it yeah fell in love with it Within the first two episodes, just the fact that both Boji and Kage are just 
they're the underdog of the story. They're like, you've seen them. Their backstory, tragic, tragic. Both, both stories. Like, everyone has a tragic story, honestly, if you really think about it. Like, the, the tragedy of, of everyone, bad or good. You know, how, what, what makes you, what do you do after that? I feel like. And, uh, and we get to see Boji's journey and him becoming a better warrior. And there was a lot of bumps on the way with, you know, uh, particular Domas pushing him or no one believing in Boji and uh, him struggling, fighting with Oaken. Like, Boji is not a perfect character, but I feel like throughout this whole journey, he will become a perfect king. It's just going to be tough. It's going to be a long journey. Same thing with Kage. I feel like he doesn't give himself much respect to himself. And and like just the side every character I have no problem with now. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe. I, I hated Domas, but hey, I love his whole character changed around for me. And uh, many characters like that, I like that in this show. Like it's like uh, we said prior. Like there is no bad guy in the show. Like it's just you know bad bad people could do good things and good people could do bad things. I've never seen a show like that that does it well, you know, to give, you know, humility to to each character. Ah, oh, the animation. Next extraordinary, especially when it comes to the fights and just little moments in the show is just spectacular. Like one one fight particularly, just a small fight with um with a peas and bebin, just that whole fight like still sticks out to me. And like the same thing with uh Boji catching the lightning from Desha, and I'm and I'm just like Jesus Christ, that looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, man, this this show. Make, I, there are some scenes I just I just won't forget, and I'm thankful for Ranking Kings doing that. Characters are just spectacular. Everyone has a backstory, which reasons of their actions. So it gives everyone a purpose. And there wasn't a single episode where I was like, man, this stuff was kind of blowed. It was the, every episode had a meaning, every episode had a purpose. So I think it was well paced. And, and yeah, man, just I can't wait for more. I know it's going to be a long time, but what we got was just amazing. With Studios, you did a great job. And with that being said, uh, my rating is going to be a 9 out of 10 want to give it 10 out of 10 but i feel like 9 out of 10 is good um yeah <laughs> there's so much i want to say but i know you guys have a lot to say so 9 out of 10 for me <sighs> tough <laughs> yeah for me i think this the story in general the whole the the thing that really impresses me the characterization of all these characters it's so difficult to have so many characters and feel for them, you know? Like, in general, there there is no show that I've seen recently where I cared about any other character, secondary characters, background characters, you know, in general. In, in a way, there's there's a connection with these, uh, with, with these characters. I know there, there's little hiccups, but it's really difficult to deal with a big cast. Mm-hmm. 
and for be i'm amazed at how much they did for only 20 23 episodes yeah i was like geez imagine if it was 12 episodes and that was it then <laughs> geez that would have been bad <laughs> but they they nailed these characters i hated a lot of characters I, I finally understand them and i get the reasons why they did what they did um boji really I, I really enjoyed his journey throughout the whole entirety of the the the, the show um Ka kage the secondary main character in a way you saw his struggle but he manages to come back up and i really like that about him and the rest of the cast i could go on and on about the characters but there, there's this show does it perfectly to to know what what happens or what what was their reason their reasoning animation was amazing i like it the the anim, the the style design i really enjoyed it even though it wasn't you know your art generic anime style <laughs> this is really like it's different and i really enjoyed that about it the music was amazing throughout the whole show it keep me uh connected to the world uh what else uh fights of course amazing with studios is really impressive when when it comes to fighting and uh their animations and it this i think this show made me tear up more than than uh to your eternity <laughs> i was gonna say that yeah. <laughs> Th this show in particular I, I i was really impressed and i'm glad i i found this show and uh yeah i i'm gonna end up giving it a 10 out of 10 nice damn two 10 out of 10s yeah man both shows were amazing hey, man i don't blame you these shows these they really hit they had you know laughter they had comedy comedy and laughter are the same but you know, they had sadness you felt their pain and that's why i liked it all right josh um so i want to preface this by saying that this is not a bad show and that clearly these two guys love it so there's a lot to love here <laughs> Um, I will be pointing out why I am not giving this show a 9 out of 10 when I thought I would from the first 11 or 12 episodes. Um, so the first half happens. We know how good it is. We praised it so many times on this podcast. If you want to know our thoughts, go watch yeah. that segment from our first 11 episodes uh, covering it. Um it, it's great honestly those first 11 episodes are awesome great mystery great characterization everything is like has an air of like darkness surrounding it you don't really know who's pulling the strings and everything is like very very lucid and it's just it's really great storytelling because you're constantly like oh, i need i can't wait to watch the next episode find what happens i can't wait to see you know what's going to happen to boji and stuff like that. i think boji's character is really well exemplified he's an underdog and he's slowly rising to the top he starts training with despa and uh you know that's where the first problem i have with the show happens i think that the training arc could be a little longer i think it fit okay like it wasn't too bad i didn't have any problems with it when i when i originally watched it 
But looking back on it now, I wish it was maybe uh, maybe a little bit longer, because he seems to get very very overpowered within a very short amount of time. Like I'm talking like an episode or two, and suddenly he's like the strongest. And um, yeah, like I didn't have a problem with it when it when it happened, but as the show went on, I started to have more of a problem with it because the show kind of kind it goes it's going up really high on the mountain, it's climbing Mount Everest. And then it just dips. And it's like it's like you're coming back down the base camp. It's like our expectations or my expectations were so high for it going in there that I was just disappointed. And it doesn't mean this is this show is bad. It just means that it wasn't. It did not keep the same quality as it did for the first eleven episodes. And the major dip in quality is that it simply just became more predictable over time. I completely understand how they had to finish it off. They had to establish a bad guy and they had to establish, you know, motives and stuff like that. But I feel like this show wanted to have a happy ending really badly when I would have been more impressed if they didn't have a happy ending because um, the show, the way it was presented in the first part was leading up to that with this era of mystery and stuff like that. More people are behind the strings. Um, I think that the po- point where I started to get uninvested from it was the uh, the Oaken fight, and because it dragged on for a long time, and I understand that it's supposed to drag on for a long time. He's immortal, of course, it's gonna drag on. He's not, he can't die. But I feel like you know when Boji started just meeting up with everyone, and everyone abandoned their morals that made them good, complex characters, and just sided with Boji. Uh, Peace, for example, being the biggest one of this, where he's he fights for Miranjo the entire time, and he's like pulling all these horrible strings, and you know influences all these awful things happen in the kingdom. Um, he he just sees Boji and is like, oh Boji, I'm on your side now. Like there's no real <laughs> like build up to that. He just is on his side, and. That's why I'm like, okay, like we're we're rushing the ending, like we're we're rushing the conclusion here. Um, like I said, the Oka fight was okay, but it just was like people coming in and fighting him and losing, people fighting him and losing, people fighting him and losing, people fighting him and losing for like three episodes, and then Bose comes out of nowhere and beats him in one shot, and it was really anticlimactic when he just scrunched him up and put him in a rock. Like, it made sense, because that's the most logical thing you do, but it was very anticlimactic when you have this villain character who you've built up for three episodes. As the I thought that Oaken was going to be the final boss, because I thought that this was going to continue on with having the mysterious, like, who's pulling the strings type of deal with the devil and Miranjo and stuff like that. But then afterwards, it just continues on with Miranjo being the, the worst person alive, basically. <laughs> Killed everyone committed genocide and you know you could you could argue that she's a, a tragic character because of her backstory but it does not excuse the horrible thing she did and her getting a second chance to have Oaken who literally is possessed by something cannot control what he's doing um was a real blow to the story in my opinion because Miranda deserved to get everything she got like she was a horrible person and you know this whole this whole theme of forgiveness is prevalent, but it doesn't make sense for someone like her. I think the story would have been a lot better if they let her serve her punishment with the devil instead of you know 
died of being like, I'm gonna marry you. It's like, it just seems like a bit of a goofy ending for something that was pretty solid up until that point. Like, there's a, there's a few flaws and it starts going downhill, but it could have redeemed itself. And even if, like I said, if you go back to the the podcast where I was talking about before that episode, I was really saying, you know, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought it was. Maybe I was being too harsh on it, stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm just, it was predictable. It was a predictable end for something that started off so unique and so like awesome. And like I said, in the beginning of this, this is, doesn't is by no means like me saying that the show is awful. It's just disappointing for me because it was rated, you know, I was going into the show after episode 11 thinking this is a 9 out of 10. This is a fantastic show. Then it went downhill. But sometimes shows do that. And it doesn't mean that the show, you shouldn't watch it. As you can see, Omar and David both love the show with a passion. They love every second of it and stuff like that. This is my opinion. This is why I think as someone who analyzes the shows and is the most critical of the podcast. But I want to hear what you guys think about it because I know there is a big gap in it a lot of people think like me and think the show went down. a lot of people think like omar and david and think the show only went up and up for for the whole time so personally i'm giving the show a six out of ten but that's my personal opinion and i really if you guys are listening to this i want you guys to tell me what your thoughts about it. i want you i want to hear your opinions if you think that i'm spitting facts or if you think i'm crazy yeah <laughs> you know? either we're we're right or you, you're wrong yeah, <laughs> give us give us your guys' thought. What you guys thought of the, yeah. the show itself? Yeah, or, I'm or both we're both have yeah, you know, we both are saying ideas that can be seen both ways. I think that's the great thing. Like I always say, the great thing about the podcast is like so many different minds that are talking, and we all have different opinions about it. You know, and this can this scenario, me and Dave are very similar, and Josh is the, the black sheep, but. Uh, but I like Josh's opinion, how he pointed out stuff like that. And I hope, hopefully, with the clever writing they've been doing, uh, it picks up for you and they address that that issues, especially with Maranjo. You have a point. I, I've said that in the, in the episode as well. With uh, just they're just gonna forgive her like that. I don't think everyone's gonna forgive her. They're probably. I, I feel like I feel like Miranjo is a very um, controversial figure. I'll say that. Because some people agree, like with you guys, like everyone deserves forgiveness, you know. And yeah, no, no, no. But, uh, but but no, Omar was bringing up that maybe next season they're gonna the break Maranja, like when she co- comes in publicly in king in the kingdom, like oh look, is that yeah. is that lady that murdered a bunch of people? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. that, and you know, I think time. I think Dave, that would be a really good characterization. They showed that even though she was forgiven by a certain amount of people, she's still, you know, labeled as this horrible, evil witch villain. Right, Omar? Or was no, 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 you're, you're, you're on the point. Yeah. That's basically what I meant. Yeah, yeah, because that that is a good point. That is a good point. Like, you know, it's easy to forgive somebody, but not everyone forgives everybody that easily. You yeah, to, you have to earn it, especially like. Mm-hmm. I think I remember an episode in particular where uh, Boji doesn't forgive Domas right off right off the bat when he yeah. he forgives him. Uh, I would love to know Robbie's. But- Put it right now. What's up, guys? Robbie here, and today, unfortunately, I couldn't make it to the main recording of the podcast. However, uh, this does not mean that uh, I can't give you guys my honest opinion and review uh, for Osama ranking because. You know, man, oh man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put it out there. <laughs> um, so, summer ranking episode, tw- uh, episode twenty-three, 
was fantastic. It was a a very 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 much a nice episode, a nice conclusion to kind of like wrap things up. Um, you know, despite the whole oh Daida Miranjo thing, you know. I I personally don't mind it. I wasn't able to give my piece on it since I've been absent from the recording the past couple weeks, but um I think the Daida Miranjo it was just a sign of um of moving forward and uh, i think i like that a lot i think it's a um, good tool uh to kind of utilize and um i think it works great but that being said regarding boji i think it couldn't have been handled any better i really enjoyed the fact that everyone acknowledged boji and you know everyone acknowledges her heroism but above all else um boji's boji's still boji and i think that in and of itself says a lot you know he never lost his true self um you know he was given the kingdom due to his heroism and you know daida realized this as well but despite this um man it's just a it's just a fun episode in general like the the whole thing when kage got to me when he was trying to when he said like oh you don't need me anymore boji you know you made it up there i can make it myself you know my my outlook of life is it's completely different, but oh man, so many scenes in this episode um, that really got me emotional. Really, like you know, it was a tearjerker for sure. Um, but overall, like it has such a such a positive message. Um, the only thing, of course, that was a little bit weird was the fact that um, Kingbo, of course, we, we've seen you know several episodes ago, he didn't obviously die. Uh, he came back, and you know, he did what he did. He was you know basically plan on doing he um freed oaken from the rock and that became an issue but uh little did to everyone's surprise he cut off his head threw it chucked it all the way across and right when oaken's main body was about to reattach his head he cut off that part and yeah his head is now landed on a lake and eaten by a fish oh <laughs> That's, uh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> but that being said, uh, you know, that obviously kind of opens up more adventures and more possibilities within, you know, summer ranking. Obviously, not everything is over. There's still a lot to be explored with between Kingbo, uh, you know, his dad and uh, Oken, of course. There's a lot, a lot of other things to kind of explore into. But yeah, just the whole thing with Kage leaving, you know, of course, you know, Bebe and Nels obviously saw kind of what was going on and, you know, he wasn't going to like, you know, like it was obvious that he was going to find Kage, despite Kage being like the shadow client. Mean, he was the only one that even realized in the first place. So that was a cool, cool throwback. And <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just handled so well. And like when Boji, like obviously he wasn't himself when Kage was gone, like, man, it really got to me. Anyway, I've been repeating myself. I could talk about, I could talk about this on repeat for hours, uh, but obviously, to kind of sum up uh, my thoughts and opinions on this whole show, it is phenomenal. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, great characters, fantastic story. The art style, you know, like a lot of people with my complaints, like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't get into this, you know, because of the art style. But honestly, just just press through it. It all makes sense. It is fantastic. I love the message. I love. 
I love everything. Like even characters that I thought I would, you know, grow to hate, like even they all get redemptions. Like it's so, so well done. I've absolutely cannot recommend this show enough. Um, yeah, going on to my review, I was kind of thinking about kind of what rank to give this, but I know despite all the joking, despite everything that has been going on, I have to come out and say it. This show absolutely earns a 10 out of 10 for me. No joke. I don't know what the others are going to give. Uh, I am recording this one day before the others have seen Osama ranking and given their actual review. But I got to say it, it's 10 out of 10 for me. Everything about this show, this show had zero pause on its quality. Every single episode felt cohesive. It felt like it worked. And despite, like, again, like Josh's criticism between like the Oaken fight and everything like that. It makes sense. And a foe like Oaken makes sense given everything that's gone on. And it's just, it's just beautiful. This, this show is obviously, is honestly not any short of a masterpiece. And I 110% recommend this show. Fantastic job on Wood Studio. Fantastic job on the manga author, which from what I heard, this manga actually wasn't very popular on release. Um, and I, I honestly hope that this, this anime changed that and honestly i cannot wait for a season two if we don't get a season two i'm not going to be that upset at all but i i am i definitely have my expectations above the heavens <laughs> for sure 10 out of 10 can't wait but yeah but yeah that is the reviews and uh obviously uh we're very <laughs> different sides of the coin but uh, hey, I, I respect it. I respect it. Um, yeah, man. If anything, Ranking Kings shows that with clever writing and great animation. One thing that I guess we could all say that it makes us talk about the show. This th this was the of most course. talked show in our podcast. Of course, this this show is a great talking point for for anything whether you like it or you don't like it it's it definitely is one of the most interesting shows of the year and i think it will stay like that yeah so i think with confidently i could say if you haven't seen this show watch this watch this damn show <laughs> yeah, I, you, and i don't know why you give it a, a super high rating i say watch it it's it's, it's an experience that you will want to have yes break out the the norms of season anime. This, and the, get people to watch this show Yes, I think hopefully, if anything, my uh, what I want to see of this show is get a rise of popular like Jujutsu Kaisen did, and just I, yeah. I I hear it I hear it by a random guy in the street that will make my day. <laughs> and like I, and then, you know I talked a lot about the story, but one thing we all agree on one hundred percent is the animation's amazing. And if you're put off by the animation of the show, um, don't be. Yeah. Just just watch it because it really is not what you think it is you, you'll think that it looks like a little kid show but it's really not and yeah. there's lots of lots of scenes that are you know really beautifully animated and i think that we can all agree that this show gets a 10 out of 10 for animation oh yeah mm -hmm. most definitely I, I, just one more thing I, <laughs> one, one more last, things man one, one last thing one last thing for being a simple design they have very horrific scenes like i right yeah. off right off the bat i think of the you know the, the devil it's like when they're in, uh, in purgatory or like you know the scene with 
uh, Gigan's backstory with the with the ki- with the kid. I'm just like Jesus Christ, that's scarred in my brain. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that that's it. And that's it for now for the show. We'll see what happens. Yes, we'll see when it comes back. I would hold my breath for a year or two, but hey, if it comes back, I welcome it with open arms. Same studio, hopefully. Yeah, same studio, please. Love of God would keep it. <laughs> yeah. But yes, that'll be if for ranking kings. It breaks my heart to say that. And with that, that wraps up the podcast. I mean, that wraps up the main podcast. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we transition to the mini. And welcome, welcome back for the rest of the minis of this this week. I think these are basically wrapped up at this point. All the minis of this of the leftovers is over. Our final episode to review, and like always, we have timestamps for your favorite mini episode uh, show. The only one that's not done is Attack on Titan. That will be next week. Start with Rental Girlfriend episode twelve, the final episode of the first season, and it's basically basically left off where where uh, Chizuru and Mommy are on their quote unquote date <laughs> at the karaoke. But lo and behold, our MC is also there, Kazuya. <laughs> what? Well, because he works there, of course. But <laughs> what, a, what a small world, right? It's a small world after all, and uh, <laughs> but he was going to confess his feelings to Ruka, give it an actual attempt at an actual day. Yeah, but you know, once he saw Chizuru mommy, he said, "Ruka, get the hell out of my face." Yeah, that was pretty messed up, man. <laughs> it was. It was honestly. No, don't don't get me wrong. I, I like uh, I I like uh, Ruka, but I get I I see the reason why he goes after Chizuru, but you don't have to do her dirty that way. Yeah, I like Chizuru too, but I'm like, jeez, man, Ruka does not deserve. That. Yeah, she deserves better. But hey, this is the world we live in. When Kazuya is just stuck with whatever girl he has that <laughs> he has his mind that month. <laughs> That's how it feels. It, that's how legit feels. But yeah, basically, we at the karaoke where uh, Chizuru and Mommy are talking, and they're basically like, feels like an interrogation. Most definitely, a very uh, like, why am I doing this, Chizuru? Why am I doing this? <laughs> why am I? Why do you want me to sing? Yeah, I was like, whoa, what's happening? I was like, I don't need your money, Mommy. Like, I'm not a real good girlfriend right now. <laughs> but. You need it. Because <laughs> they're obviously amazing. Keep it. It's like girl talk, man. <laughs> and just the whole time, like, they're, like, you know, arguing with each other. And, of course, you know, the RMC over here is, you know, stalker syndrome. Stalker over. mode activate. Yeah. You're just dropping on what's going on. Because, you know, Kazuya and Chizuru are, in the, are on the same boat, quote, unquote, <laughs> of their grandmas. Yeah, and the thing I hate about the, the episode, well, in like the series in general, but the episode in general is like he he, it's it's not Chizuru's fault. It's more of his fault. It has been always, his fault. always been his fault. 
and I don't I don't feel sorry for him. I don't either. Yeah. Like you you messed this up so much to a point like I I get the whole like maybe the reason why is cuz you know renting a girlfriend is, you know, you know, a thing. Yeah. But don't don't fool your friends or family for for an actual like oh she is my girlfriend in a way. Like the whole concept of yeah. it is taboo. Right? Yeah. And like the fact that it actually exists in Japan is it's weird, and I guess they they really well. I guess because this is more anime take, and yeah. He's his relationship with the girl. It's like it takes it to the max, I guess. Yeah, but it, I I just don't like the fact that he he's lying so often. It gave me the same vibe as um, Tozumaki Kun, mm-hmm. where he has to lie a bit. Yeah, and and at least on that one, he realizes I can't fake myself i can't fake the relationship mm-hmm. he's got to be himself and then right here he straight out just keeps hiding the fact that he likes jizuru yeah and i'm like oh no but yeah the back to the mommy and jizuru day yeah like it was i was surprised that you know jizuru defended him again with um saying like yo you're an idiot you know kazuya still likes you He's told me many times, and you should give it an actual attempt instead of just brushing it off. And then mommy was like, "You know what the hell you're talking about? Get out my face!" <laughs> yeah, because Ruka and 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 mommy, they 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 as much as I don't like um, mommy, she's kind of right. Yeah, yeah, you're you're you guys are living a lie in that relationship. So what, why are you telling me this if your relationships aren't real? It's not real in the first place. Yeah, I'm like, damn, ouch. Unless you do like him. Uh-huh. That, that that when she brought that up, I was like, like she's, why? Not, she's not wrong. Yeah, I don't like her either, but she's not wrong. I was like, what are you doing, Jesus? Yeah, and we we already know as the audience, we already know both of them, both of each, both of the main characters like each other yeah ever whatever how you see it that's how it it, it means you know how either way that's what it, yeah like especially yeah. at the end of the episode yeah where, where Kazuya finally has the balls and be like I kind of ca- yes kind of is like I have feelings for you like for a long time and then she tries to reassure what he said and that's when he backs out the typical rom-com tropes like oh i didn't i didn't mean like that uh what i meant to say was this blah 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 I was like, all right i'll talk to you later bye yeah like it hit that trope it, it did and it's uh, see like compared to another show we watched this one the the trope hit hard on this one yes and it's just an excuse to make another season <laughs> yeah it ended it, it ends like oh they like each other <laughs> <laughs> Especially at the end of the credits, yeah, with Chizuru, kind of, kind of wanted to really happen. Even, yeah, even more. And yeah, that's how the episode ends. That's how the season ends. And let's just jump into reviews. <sighs> All right, I'll start first. Obviously, yeah. um, Red and Girlfriend. I had, I guess I had a high expectation, right? Um, mm-hmm. The hype when this came out was pretty real. And it being, I think, two years now, 
since it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, like people still like it, and uh, Chizuru is is amazing. Is an amazing girl. She's very loyal. Um, she has her flaws though. She's not perfect in any way. She keeps up with the lie with with Kazuya, who as an MC is Kazuya. He's definitely not perfect. He has many flaws, and it's sometimes hard to watch him do the stuff he does in the show, like the whole stalker moments he does and his ideas. At some points, where I just like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I think that that just makes Kazu who he is. He's just not—he's not supposed to be a likable character, and that's fine. But it's just sometimes some episodes are hard to watch, <laughs> and. Chizuru, who I thought I would love automatically. I do. She's still kind of best girl for me in the show, but you know, now that I've I seen in this season, I've seen better. <laughs> and the other girls, Ruka, I, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> I feel sorry for her. Mommy, she go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but she has a reason to. And the new girl, she's, she's just there. <laughs> A lot of, I don't know, wasted potential, I feel like, happened with this show. Like, watching it more forward. Uh, there are some scenes I did like. The whole um, Kazuya saving Chizuru, I enjoyed. And uh, Kazuya's friends, I also enjoyed as well. Like, they're pretty loyal to him. To a point where they're too loyal. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I, I'm keeping it short and sweet. Um, I enjoyed this more than um, low tier, low tier character Tozumaki. If you haven't heard that review, and I gave this a five point five, uh, average, a little bit better average show, but there are way better rom coms than this. <laughs> and if I'm excited for second season, uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> but yeah, that's my opinion. Win a girlfriend, David. Yeah, for for me. If anything, I feel like maybe if this was me 2014-ish, or me, you know, 2015, around there. Uh-huh. Like, it, it, right th- right now, this show gives me the same vibes as uh, Nisekoi, mm. where he, the MC has a, a character he really likes, but, you know, like, we're, we're just, we're just down- bouncing around these girls, you get me? Yeah. And I feel like some of these rom-coms have that similarity to to rent a girlfriend. And um, um, it's hard to talk about this show. Like at first, I, I, I thought I was gonna enjoy it. You know, I thought I was the whole. You know, at, at first the whole lying thing was okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, our our MC himself kept pushing the lie after lie, and then I'm like, oh, jeez. Just kept piling up. Yeah. And at the final, like, final end, he finally says, oh, it's always been my fault. It's not Chizuru's fault. But you got this really this late? <laughs> now? You, 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 you've you been making, you made people suffer at this point. Especially your friends. Your two friends. That's one of your best friends. Mm-hmm. Who still doesn't know. Yeah, that still does not know, and I'm kind of still upset the fact that this guy literally helped you, even though like she's not your Chizuru's not your girlfriend. At least try tried to like 
maintain this relationship, this false relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. This show's literally just a, I'm, it's not like super bad, super good. Like, it's just in the middle for me. I'm at a five. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. But basically in the same boat. Yeah, like, maybe I would have enjoyed the show a little bit more, maybe if I was younger. Yeah. Maybe like when my father when he came out, it yeah, would, it would have been like a better grading. But now that yeah, like I, I'm like to tell you the truth, I wouldn't go back to Nisekoi. <laughs> oh, oh, like yeah. if to to rewatch a sh- like like a show like that, like nah. <laughs> Maybe I'm not that into those type of shows. Who knows? Maybe it has its audience. I know. Yeah. It, I know it does. Or probably I do have shows like that, but you know, like it's just the way they t- they had the the lies. If anything, that that's what ruined the. The show even more. The lies. More lies. Continue, continue. The lies and the, the stalking. And will like MC learn? I, I guess he learned in the end, kind of. I highly doubt it. <laughs> I don't know. Season two? I don't know. We'll see. If any, if you guys want us to review it, we'll review it. We'll, we'll give it a shot. We'll give the, the second part a shot, but anything like if you guys have any other rom-coms tell us huh, to check it out like i know quintuplets is a oh that's another, another one yeah another one in a movie do you want to check that one out next we'll see we'll, see. we'll, we'll discuss it later yeah but yeah that that is our review for rent a girlfriend and are you you guys uh tell us if you guys want us to review uh quintuplets and tell us maybe if we're right or we're wrong. Yeah, I, would love to know. I could be wrong, you know. I, I, I'm stupid sometimes. <laughs> and but yeah, th- that this is our thoughts. Like most of our reactions, I, I should say this in the main podcast. Most of these reactions are like that the day of, you know. So sometimes we feel the certain way when we first watch it. You get me? But then it changes later on. Yeah. Next anime we have is Platinum End, and oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, where do I begin with Platinum End? So, from the last episode, when I talked about Platinum End, you know, it was basically kind of felt more like a conclusion toward the show itself. Well, probably should have seen that as a red flag, given that this episode was more or less an epilogue. Not just more or less, it was absolutely an epilogue. But the way it handled itself as an epilogue, and especially those last five minutes, it was unbelievable. So kind of to clarify what I'm talking about, I'll be honest here. This episode, it made me think, it made me ponder, and... It took me a whole day to just kind of like recollect myself to kind of imagine what the hell I just saw. And to kind of give this this review or you know, in a sense or kind of what I'm talking about, some uh, some closure, some clarity, whatever you want to call it. I actually wrote out a review, a full on scripted review, kind of similar to Josh's review for Sunny Boy. Uh, but this is at the complete opposite spectrum. I wrote this because I needed to flesh out everything that I said, (laughs) in a sense. 
So starting off, uh, this is my platinum end review because I need to I need to discuss this as a review before we actually get to the meat and potatoes of what this episode is about, which I actually have included in the text. But here we go. So going into the show, I had some pretty high expectations, given that this was made by the same manga team that bright, that gave us Death Note and Bakuman. Death Note in particular is well known for having mind battles, so in some ways Platinum End delivered in an experience that started out very strong with its opening episode, main character, and its immediate supporting cast, but was dropping the ball the more and more the series progressed. The show's main character, Mirai, was a very interesting and subversive protagonist in that at first he cared little regarding the state of humanity and the world as a whole and was more focused on living a peaceful life and focused more on his happiness after the angel Nase rescued him from his imminent death through falling off a tall building and he had formed his mindset despite his suicide being tied to a tragic life and backstory involving his aunt and uncle murdering Mirai's immediate family over claiming life insurance money. In which afterward they adopted Mirai and abused him up to his breaking point that led him to commit suicide in the first place. Saki being a character that is directly tied to Mirai's happiness as well as being his love interest also has a substantial effect on Mirai's being and as a relationship develops so too does their outlook on life and the value of life itself. Uryu Kanade aka Metropolitan was the total opposite in that his outlook on life was measured by wealth, status, and outward appearance. But despite his rotten personality and views, Kanade in particular was in a large part the crux of what gave the show the entertainment value it, that it had. In a different time period, I can very much imagine Kanade as being the protagonist rather than who we actually got. And the marketing, artwork, and the first ED of the anime really shows who is getting all the attention. His actions were very much the opposite of Mirai's, and he didn't care who he trampled over to get what he wanted. He very much embodied all that our heroes were against, and Kanade himself played into his role very well. Despite how entertaining this all is, a big reason why the show's enjoyment was declining for me was because of the supposed plot armor and next-level next level and practical intelligence that Kanade was displaying. A big reason why characters like Light and L worked in Death Note was despite the impossible strategies these characters were implementing, the characters still felt like as if they were bound to the realities of their world. But the lengths that Kanade was able to get away with was often border borderline or even passing that of a Saturday morning cartoon. By the way, the Ren and Stimpy kind, not the Batman the Animated Series kind. <laughs> which hindered a lot of the immersion I initially had with the show, and my friends in the podcast felt the same way, which is why they had stopped halfway into the show's run. Ironically enough, the week after we stopped watching the anime as a group was when Kanade met his ultimate demise in just halfway into the show's life. The series, the series afterward felt like it had an, somewhat of an identity crisis, since now that the cartoonish supervillain was killed off, it didn't, it didn't know what to do with this battle royale situation anymore. So from, what, from, so from this point on, the show mostly took the effort in making the resolve a more peaceful one and finding who gets to be God through interviews, finding the remaining God candidates, and overall seeing who would be a good pick in general. The general consensus seemed to be between Mirai and a suicidal middle schooler named Shuji Nakaumi. The main conflict from the second half onward was more to do with the public gaining full knowledge of the God selection process and the government trying to hunt down the remaining God candidates. The conflict then becomes nullified once the final god candidate becomes into the picture. 
Nobel Peace, Nobel Peace winning scientist by the name of Gaku Yonada, who through ties of his accolades tells the Prime Minister to not meddle in the process and instead takes upon himself to eliminate the remaining candidates to stop the creature, which, you know, God, from appearing. Hence why the two episodes before this final one was meant to end that off. Given all that has happened throughout the series, what affected me most out of all of this and what made me write my feelings thoughts into a full written review was because of its ending and not because I revere the ending in high regards like the like the ending to Osama ranking or 86 to name a few. But rather the ending angered me and felt it had wasted my time and with this it made me ponder on my thoughts on what happened throughout everything and how pointless the entire endeavor felt because of it. So to summarize what happened after episode 23 we get Nakaumi's perspective on his treasure as God. He asks questions regarding what the creature is and how his form changed and the policies he wishes to enact while at the same time questions the validity of his existence and why he became God in the first place. He further asks questions regarding why Nase was able to interact with humans in which Nase herself did not know the answer to. The original God's consciousness, which at this point had not been fully fused with Nakaumi, explains to him that humans were his creation and that someone else had created God. And when Nase was in her simplest biological form, had been following God ever since. Six years passes on the remaining characters that survived their battles are living happily. Tamari becomes an assistant to Yonada while not remembering what had transpired throughout the God selection process due to her wanting her memories erased, and Yonada was gifted with a single red arrow by Nakaumi, so that he could research the arrow and and what makes it work in a scientific sense. Meanwhile, Mirai and Saki are living their lives happily as a couple, finishing high school, getting engaged, and later married, and open a small flower shop together. However, all of this comes to an end when Nakaomi comes to the realization that God is not needed to help make suicide a more acceptable in society, as he saw that many individuals were committing suicide even without his actions. With this deduction, he came to the conclusion that he wanted to pass that message to Yonada, and to him, the best way to do so was to end his life with the white arrow. Nakaumi, by the way, to end his own life. And therefore the existence of angels and all the arrows would disappear entirely, allowing Yonada to figure out that the creature God didn't need to exist. However, this mistake causes all life to disappear. Asaki notices all the plants in the shop are all gone. Later, all the children in the world start disappearing. And it was then that everyone realized that all forms of life started to, started to disappear. Entirely in order, from youngest, in order from youngest to oldest. Realizing this, Mirai and Saki decided to embrace each other one last time, knowing that their time had come to an end. And Mirai thanks Nase, Mirai thanks Nase for saving his life that day that ultimately allowed him to live his best year since the end of the God Selection process. Back at his lab, Yonada almost discovers why this rapture is happening. Right when he was about to draw to his conclusion, he did not have enough time to process what truly happened as he then disappeared like everyone else in the world. In the end, all life from plants to animals to people are all gone and as more time passes the earth goes through desertification. And godly phrases appear saying to give up on this planet and the life form capable, will, capable of death will not be born here. And with that, the series ends. So all in all, my feelings for the show have had high ups and extremely low downs, and especially with this ending, had, le had leaving me, leaving me with the very perplexed, leaving me feeling very perplexed to a degree 
that not many anime or media has given me before. Unfortunately, this feeling is the kind is the bad kind, and that and had me taken about a day to think on this experience. A lot of the implications has has me believing that the author most likely quit toward the end and decided to nuke all sense of progress of the show itself, and that's why we were given the ending that we had. But we'll never know. I never looked into what happened regarding why the story ended the way it did, but there's a big chance that the, that that may have happened. Another aspect I thought on was maybe this was in the intent the whole time, and that given that the unfortunate events happen at a regular, happen at a regular that God killing himself is yet another mistake. Who knows? Either way, we'll never know. And with that, I give the show my rating of four out of ten. Originally, I'd considered to give this a five or even a six, but after the ending, it affected me so hard that I was even considering giving this show a one out of ten because of how much I how much I felt time was wasted. But that would have undermined what I had felt watching the rest of the series as well as what Mirai himself felt. My thoughts on Mirai in general haven't changed, and it's sad to that a character like him was unfortunately placed in an anime like this. If there was anyone I felt bad for, it was him. Regardless, I'm still looking forward to what Oba and Obata has in store, and and hopefully, that next project won't be anything like Platinum End brought forth. And yeah, that's my that's my rating for Platinum End. It's a four out of ten. Like I said, I was heavily considering rating this a one or two out of ten, and before I saw the ending, I was even considering rating this of either a five or maybe even a six out of ten. But I thought four was probably a good idea to kind of put this on. But yeah, um, that was my review. Uh, took a while to kind of put my thoughts in, but here we are. <laughs> I'm gonna try and forget I saw this anime, not because of the fact that it was painful, but because that ending. Still, I'm not a big fan of it's. It, I, I honestly like even after waiting in on everything that happened, it still felt like a waste of time. So we'll see what happens. Like we'll see. If if anything, if we had an ending like this, I would have rather this ending just be like a separate little side thing rather than just that being the event. But we'll just have to wait and see kind of what the team has to offer. And like I said in my review. Hopefully it's not anything what Platinum End brought to the table. <laughs> the next show we have is Loop on the Third Part Six, Episode Twenty Third, Episode Twenty Four, also known as the last episode of this part. Oh man! And it's basically the conclusion of this whole grand story of Tomoe brainwashing Lupin. Yeah. So was it really confirmed that it's? It is or it's not? Well, it, it hard confirmed apparently according to Loop on that Tomoe is not the mother. Yeah, but are we entirely sure? Because remember, he he got the box at the end and he didn't want to even reveal what's in there. Because, right? oh. No, because the box had the true information of his roots. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of it, he was like, "I don't need it because my roots are right here with my family." Right his my, family, my, my family, comma. <laughs> Familia, which is very cool. Like you know, his his, his gang's basically his ride or die, right? So it makes sense for them to be in the ride roots. <laughs> I love I love the scene where uh, 
Fujiko's just slapping him. He's like, damn, man, that hurts. I know, he's still trying to play it cool. Yeah. Like, like, if he's still brain control. It just shows just how just how cunning Lupin is, you know? He was in the he was in the moment the whole time. Like, he was, he already snapped out of it. Yeah. What an actor. What a great actor. Yeah. Always the, has the been. Bullet wound, the bullet wound wasn't part of the act. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, what part of it because it hit him right square in the chest so yeah. he must have had some internal damage i'm like i was surprised just how much he was able to move around i mean even for lupon i mean i'm like that's kind of stretching it <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. he didn't have a bullet food vest or nothing no hey. he, he took a he took a gunshot straight to the ribs and he's a-okay hey man that, it was wild too when he was doing the whole you know monkey monkey thing at the vault <laughs> Oh, yeah. he was trying to sneak, even though with that bullet hole in his chest, uh, <laughs> he had to take a little breather for a second too. <laughs> he he knows the breathing technique, of course. Right? Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, the, the demon slayer one. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I, I just you know the goat. No, I mean, that's good. The Lupin, uh, you know, walk crawl to the lasers. You have to see it, man. You got me. She kind of she kind of reminded me of uh, Natalie Portman in her like in her child actress role <laughs> with, John, with John Renault. I forgot what the name of the film is. Oh, the, pro, the professional? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it reminds me of the professional. Yeah. Well, you get me like Just she, she killer. Yeah, she murdered a lot of people, but it yeah. was it for the, you know, the murders. Yeah. Like, it, oh, does this count as like, oh, look, she's, you know, revenge so, was the whole thing, you know? So my question is, is that she was blaming Tomoe for turning her into an assassin, but I'm like, she was already killing people even before she found her. Yeah, uh, that, I think that's the whole gist of it. Like Lupin saying, like you still have to, you know, pay for what you did. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You just you can't blame Tomoe for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what uh that's why Zaningata took her in. It was like, yo, you gotta pay for your yeah. time. Thank God Ari survived though, Ariana. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that oh, was. Cool. We- I'm curious if we're gonna see more of her like later I, in the I don't future. know because she I was not that. she was not in the final shot. <laughs> she was not, no. I mean maybe she's still recovering. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But uh it's gonna happen. We'll see it. Yeah, I I like the next part would be some the same. I liked in this episode, like, you know, when uh Lupin's in the brainwash and you see pit bits and pieces of the gangs like say like the hat and like the sword, it's like, hey, snap out of it, bro. <laughs> this ain't you. So that was really cool to see. I mm. and yeah, cause it just it just shows just how much uh, how much trust Lupin has in his crew. Like this this whole part in general, like especially with those one offs episodes or I guess quote unquote one off episodes. Yeah, it really just shows just like how vital everyone is to this whole team itself. Like Jigen, Goemon, Fujiko, everyone. Uh, he got at some point too. Yeah, I like that when they they bring up the the fight. You know, with uh, with. Uh, Goemon and uh and Lupin. Oh yeah. How that their fight was compared that that was part five, where they had a bite yeah. the fight w- with each other and stuff. Like That's this fight true, was yeah. different. I was like, oh damn. There's um it, it is something that I noticed that like four four onward, like four, five, and six pretty much like to make references from one another. Yeah. Um, which isn't a bad thing. Uh because at the same time they're not entirely necessary for you to like enjoy part five or part six or whatever mm-hmm. but it does kind of it does kind of reward like 
a more of a more of like the you know the continuous fan yeah yeah so like hey you know here's some like little pieces and nuggets of kind of like continuity and stuff because that stuff didn't exist at all in like the earlier early early parts oh. like one two or three so mm, okay okay but yeah um, overall that was the episode mm-hmm. and the conclusion of the tomoe arc uh brainwashing yep. uh, uh we got a breakout oh yes the, the yes. red hair girl but she like she didn't like care about like what happened to Lupin. She's like, I want yeah. I just want to I want to do whatever. We'll, we'll probably see her again. That's true. Yeah, probably. That is that that could be like a setup. Yeah. I, I like the I like the fact that the new Lupin mythos is kind of like forming its own like cast of characters aside from like the big five that we all know, you know? Mm, yeah. And I think it's kind of cool that there's like a consistent kind of like size. It's the same thing with um with Lupin's, um, his, I forget his name, but like you know what I, you know who I mean, right? Uh, right, David. You know the, the blonde guy with the glasses. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was under the same tutelage as Lupin was. Yeah, it kind of like I like the fact that we have that and then yeah, Yata Lu- too. Lupin is not just it's not having its own old roots, but in like spreading even bigger. Would you right, say? Yeah, it's like yeah. a combination of the two. Yeah. Would you say spreading his roots more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> expanding the family yeah <laughs> in a way and I, I like that too the fact that we're getting like characters uh re like revisiting some characters that were from the the other part and then from the other part too makes it mm-hmm. more uh enjoyable instead of being like an episodic show or episodic uh like an episodic i guess part yeah, yeah. absolutely and i think with that that wraps up that episode and with that our review review time and uh i'll go first like always um me being the noob of uh lupine not (laughs) not seeing previous parts so i can i could go with saying like you know this was a first time experience watching a singular part and i liked it i liked it a lot um lupine versus sherlock holmes that's right there that's that's a ticket seller right there if i ever (laughs) if i ever heard one like those names are iconic and you want to see this fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not what I expected and I like that. <laughs> they that that arc itself they brought the best of both characters and in their own way and I really enjoyed it a lot. Um the one-offs, some of them hit that that stand out to me. Um the whole uh Saint Gabriel and fighting the devil bird that that still got to me the most i was like damn not even lupa wanted to steal that <laughs> and like you know there was some misses like the the fan the the fandom one <laughs> in particular <laughs> did not like but overall my experience with lupon the gang me me being my introduction to the anime uh, i think it was really good animation kicked ass um lupon looks fantastic the game looks fantastic um just me having prior knowledge to the movies like i if it i fit right in honestly so i think that's the best appealing part about the lupon franchise like you you could jump in have a good time no matter what and uh the 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 second part of it i less enjoyable for me with the whole tomori arc i just was whatever i feel like i was kind of missed I like the reveal of the end, but I feel like it could have been more, especially with the the huge hype of 
Sherlock versus Lupin, which is mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> but with that being said, I I give it a I give it a six point five out of ten. Uh, really enjoyed it. I highly I would recommend it. You know, if you've never seen Lupin, you could watch this one. And if you loved it, go watch the other parts. I, I'm planning mm-hmm. on I plan on doing that. But yeah, that's my review. And David, yeah, like um, we were talking about earlier in general i like the fact that we're expanding more now with uh, some of these recurring characters and i like that zenigata is uh getting development in general now even more like he has a crew now compared to how he was back in the, like i never saw the like the the beginning parts of lupon like part one part two or anything else i i started at five but i seen clips of uh how uh Zenigata used to be and it, it was always him you know always yelling at Lupin kind of thing and he always had his police force behind him but at, now he's starting to build like a group with him so he's not running solo on his own you get me mm-hmm. at least that's what I know Rabbi probably has no, more <laughs> no, knows more about that but I really enjoy the fact that he has people with him and now even though I, I don't like Zenigata's partner in general his his second partner mm-hmm. but he i finally kind of grow to him now especially now that he has mm-hmm. there, there's an actual relationship between all um all with all his his uh subordinates if you could say yeah right and uh yeah i i enjoyed the first part of course of the you know the the thing that made the especially the trailer for the this part really enjoyable you know the whole sherlock holmes thing I wish they did more with Moriarty right after that, but we didn't. We pretty much left uh, England mm-hmm. for um, for this other arc that I really, I was not too fond with it. I didn't like the one-off episodes. I like one or two, but that was it. And I kind of didn't like the whole part where they try to connect it in a way. But... Um, I wish that there was I wish the that second arc had like it was a little bit more connected like we saw more of uh, of the mom the mom figure even more like seen her in the past even more but I guess that that kind of ruins what I guess the last two episodes are yeah the mystery of it yeah and I was like I don't know those two episodes like th- that were entertaining but i'm like i wish that were bigger mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't like compared to the first part yeah climactic i get you yeah like i i didn't have that impact where uh that that success that it, how it the first part ended so if anything i still enjoyed the show and i still i would still recommend the show and I'll I'll give it a six. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, six out of ten. All right, all right. Robbie, all right. Uh, my turn. Um, so yeah, going into um, Lupin Part Six, obviously, like I'm the I'm the Lupin guy. Um, but yeah, regarding Part Six, I I definitely agree with uh, Omar and David that there are definitely problems with uh, Part Six, especially the second part. The first part was entertaining. Uh, I honestly, part of me kind of wished that they 
stuck with the Sherlock Holmes narrative throughout the entire uh, season. Mm. Uh, the one-offs also, especially compared to Part 5's uh, one-offs, um, like this one felt definitely weaker. Because Part 5's, the cool thing about Part 5's one-off episodes was that they were themed after previous Lupin parts. Yeah. So Green Jacket was more serious one-offs, uh, the Red Jacket was, was, was more silly, and then the Pink Jacket was just absurd. Uh, stuff like that but this one was just kind of like oh you know this this one lupon sees a crazy fangirl or like this Yusuka. one they gotta yeah they gotta work together or like the jigen episode stuff like that modeling and, you know, <laughs> yeah and you know some of them were cool um but uh but yeah this one was kind of like was kind of weak in that comparison i i think the cool thing about part six that i can say was that it kind of like it kind of felt like it was more it was less about Lupin himself and mm -hmm. more about his relationship with the crew. But big but on this, uh, while that is cool to see, uh, I can definitely say that another film, another Lupin film that does this way better, in my opinion, is the first Lupin film, uh, the, the Secret of Mamo or Mystery of Mamo. Mm. That film always had a more had a more dynamic between all the characters where like each one kind of gets their own special part and that was all in the film that was released way back in 1978 Same. so if you want to have an experience with that then i definitely recommend that film over the second part in regards to kind of seeing the the characters um kind of like you know work together and everything yeah yeah uh the first part was entertaining definitely uh the sherlock holmes was great it just kind of sucks that we don't get to see him at all you know yeah. in the second part or anything like that but uh and then yeah the new characters were also fun too um again it's i i hope that we get to see more of them in in, in a future part or film special you know whatever mm. that would also be really cool to see and the fact that like the the characters themselves are getting like more they're getting more of a refresh while still kind of keeping the same tradition uh is really fun to see but uh yeah overall i guess on to my rating uh i'll give this one same as david a six out of ten oh, okay. um it's not the strongest loop one i've ever seen uh but it's also not the most egregious loop on thing out there it's definitely like a more of a middle of the road situation or scenario um i could recommend this to a first time lupon viewer but if you like to me my personal opinion if you want a nice lupon experience or first time lupon experience i definitely recommend um some of the films uh like either mystery of mamo like i mentioned earlier or castle of cagliostro it's not because of my bias against it's not because <laughs> of my bias with castle of cagliostro but <laughs> <laughs> but I recommend those films. But as this Lupin series itself, I think it's serviceable. But yeah, it's a six out of ten for me. Yeah, I think overall six out of ten. I feel like to all of us, that first part was like uh, awesome. And it's just a shame. Oh no, it's the it's the devil's number, man. You <laughs> talked about the that episode. <laughs> with, with, oh, with the. If it was just part five, I would probably like this. This this part would have definitely been a contender for like an eight out of ten, even. Yeah, I Especially think so. Especially with a lot of the scenes and stuff. But and the second the second half of the series definitely hindered it a lot. No, especially for, me, for everyone, I think. It, it was cool that they brought up Moriarty for a second too. I was like, oh, so are we gonna get a little no. bit story with Moriarty? Nope. So I feel like maybe next part we might get Moriarty. 
Yeah, or, or like I said, a special maybe, like a Moriarty, like Moriarty meets Lupin kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can see that too. Yeah, that is our Lupin Part 6 review, and it was a fun fun ride, but mm-hmm. kind of dipped soured. But overall, did it, it did its job. Not to the best, but not to the worst either, so. Yeah. Eh. Mm-hmm. A passing grade from us. <laughs> <laughs> and if anything, if you take anything out of this review, just watch more Lupin. <laughs> and that's gonna wrap up the minis and the and the podcast in general. And like always, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, it gives us more support, all that good stuff. And like always, I've been your host, Omar. And this is David. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.